0: Let's start...
1: Welcome everyone to episode 5 of Soul Notes, the Solarian Clan Podcast. Uh, This week we're going to be doing an interview with the developers behind the Where the Fuck is Ur site. Prior to that, as always, we're going to have Soren give us another clan update.
0: Hey, thanks, Geo. Just a a really quick uh, update this week. Uh, We are several days into our opulent membership drive, and it's been going very well already. Um, I want to let everyone know where the clan is. Um some milestones we just crossed and what we're going to be doing over the next three weeks uh, just at a high level to recruit some new members into the community and into our clans. Um, First of all, our clan membership uh, is just shy of 575 members. That's uh, 250 or so PC members, 225 PS4 members, and about 110 Xbox members. Um Our actual discord community, which includes a number of people who are not in our clans we don't require uh community members to be in our clans uh is just shy of the the seven hundred user mark so you know as you can see there there's a uh, a good chunk of people there in the community who are not in our clans um which you know it's a they're a great it's a great place to find more people to play with not just Solarian members, and also to talk with other communities and other players about what's going on out there. Um, some important milestones we just crossed. We just opened our second Xbox clan. Uh, as we crossed the 100-member threshold for our first in-game clan, we had to create a new Solarian X clan. So that's going to be one of our big focal points for next week uh, and for the rest of the membership drive is to fill up that Xbox clan. We're also about to enter into our third PC clan for North American players. Uh, we're just about to start putting new members into that third clan. Uh, so our PC membership has just been growing phenomenally, considering that we don't have, didn't have uh, a PC clan just five, six months ago. So uh, looking forward to the rest of the membership drive, Things will really kick off in earnest when uh, the new season starts. We're going to be doing a huge push across social media into a lot of popular Facebook groups. We'll be posting on a lot of popular subreddits. We'll be doing a big push on the Bungie forums. Um, and of course, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but we'll be doing an ad on the homepage of where the fuck wherethefuckiszer.com. Uh, We are really trying to make sure that the process for joining our community and joining our clan is buttoned down so that it's as easy as possible for people who are new to our community or new to Discord or new to Destiny uh, to join. Um, And we've got our admin team and our leadership team all set up and and ready to go with that. Um, The last thing on this point Is uh, a little bit about our website. We're going to be adding a new members orientation guide to it this week so that it'll be ready to go uh, come the launch of uh, Season of Opulence. And, um, you know, it's been continually increasing. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of last podcast, but we continue to surpass 500 unique new visitors every day on average. Um, so uh, our website is doing phenomenal and our search engine ranking is doing phenomenal. And even more importantly, when we talk to new members who join our community, they talk about the visibility that they've heard about Solarian out there in the community, whether it's on Reddit or on the Bungie forums or talking in some of the other discords like the, the Destiny of the Game uh, Discord and some of the other big Destiny discords. So our members are getting the word out there, which couldn't make me happier. One last thing that's coming up this week that's really big is Solarian has many, many groups for the first time ever doing day one raids and going for world first. We have at least two teams on every platform, either going for a world's first run at the raid or going for a day one completion. Most of those trying to go in blind. Uh, several of our platforms have three or four, uh, teams trying to do world's first or day one runs. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, and I will be putting together, uh, tomorrow and Monday, a list of everyone who will be streaming and publishing that on the clan website so that anyone who wants to follow along or, or watch those streams is able to do that as well. That's my update. Thanks for the, uh, the plug there at the beginning, Gio appreciate it.
1: So, Dorkthrone disliked. Soren, you guys are the developers behind Where the
0: Fuck is Zur? Some of them. Yeah.
1: Some yes. Of them. Uh, the, Dorkthrone, the... Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do.
2: Hello. Um, I am Dorkthrone. I started the site back in the Destiny 1 days uh, and it was a late night uh, idea that I had that turned into a quirky pet project of mine that stuck around um, and gone through a few different iterations over the years and till it's found its forever forever home last year after I met the dudes that are on the call with us today and I'm a I'm a I'm a weirdo and I'm a bit of a maniac and I like to stir things up on Reddit and on the website and I like to make jokes <laughs> and that's kind of that's who I am
1: yeah and we kind of noticed with the uh, we stand with Bungie or sure, some people were not happy about that
2: oh that's funny really did, did someone actually got mad
3: about that
1: I mean I I don't know. I tend to stay away from the saltier bits of Reddit, but oh. I'm sure there was somebody who. Oh,
3: someone right. out there someone, saw someone, that. And went, oh, oh. Right, right. I like to think someone somewhere pulled that up and saw that and was like, nah. And then just went on with their day.
2: <laughs>
3: no,
0: someone pulled it up and said, I'm never coming to this fucking site again, and deleted the bookmark.
3: <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was just trying to point out like how silly and, you know, overblown those things get and like, there's really no sense to make a statement like we stand with Bungie, but you know, the, the tone of some of those things feel that way. And really it was just a satirical comment. that wasn't meant to like piss anyone off.
1: Well, it's the internet. And, and, and I don't know
2: that, not to off. steal the, or, but, but you know, where the fuck is there has historically been kind of a, a forum for me for riffing. And, you know, I used to, bitch and moan about Bungie constantly in the d1 days about my frustrations with like raids and trying to get different gear to drop and you know in a playful way it wasn't ever like a place where i would get like angry but i uh i have a background in printmaking and drawing and i've always been interested in propaganda and printed matter and you know the, the 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 existence of that website as a kind of a billboard as a communication tool was really always sort of the impetus of it for me it was a place to to talk and communicate ideas um and also just where show people where the fuck there was because in destiny one it was really frustrating to find him. that's all you know but i i am someone i have a creative background i have an mfa in art i'm a master of fine art which doesn't really mean much anymore but you know, I'm a creative person. I'm a maker of things. And you know, where the fuck is there has always been kind of a sandbox for me to just test random weird ideas. I am an internet person. I've been on the web for a long time. I'm not a developer per se. I'm not a programmer, that's for sure. But I've worked as a project manager and a digital producer in the advertising world for years at this point. And you know, that's another part of the 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 equation for everything that kind of keeps me super into Where the Fuck is there. It's it's a lot of things at once. So that was a ramble, but I'll let the other guys talk now too. Sorry.
1: Oh, hey, it's an interview for you guys. You guys do your thing. Um, but I do want to point out if you created Where the Fuck is Zer to, uh, as a billboard for you to speak your mind. Uh, the way I did it is I just conned the admin of a big clan to let me make a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. we all have that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so disliked. Why don't you go ahead and give us uh, your role? What do you do for Where the Fuck Is Her?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, I came in. I must have been like November of last year, or some somewhere around there, fall, uh, maybe a little bit closer to winter. Um, and I came in because I saw that a lot of the stuff on the site was done manually, a lot of editing HTML files and stuff. Um, and immediately I already knew that, you know, okay, I can edit HTML files, but also I know how to automate things like this with scripting. So I came in and said, Hey, I can, you know, I know Bungie has an API. I can kind of, you know, see if we can exploit that and use it to pull, you know, information, maybe not just like, maybe not just help it, helping update their location, but like, you know, display some vendor information, you know, s- uh, helpful stuff that people would want to know. Um, that's where I came in.
0: Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you too much, but real quick, because it's something we're probably going to say a lot tonight, do you want to give the uh, listeners just a quick oh, yeah. overview of what
3: a- an API is? API, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, an API, I think technically it stands for Application Program Interface. I Correct me. I don't think that's right. It's is
0: programming, it? but yeah. For programming, Microsoft.
3: okay. Yeah. I want, okay, yeah. Application Programming Interface. Uh the deal is it's something that Bungie runs, um, that any developer can access so long as they've set up their application correctly. It works through the internet, obviously. Um it's kind of like it's a little bit like browsing the web, uh except with a script, and instead of getting back a web page, you get back data. Um there's a whole bunch more that goes into it. Um from a technical standpoint, but that suggests it's, you know, a way for programs to use the internet to ask a server for some data. There you go. Sometimes even you can use it to change data on the server, but that's not what the app does.
1: So basically... Well, it, oh, that's really important. And, yeah, essentially you came in and you helped automate a lot of the stuff that Dork Throne had been manually changing, like his location and...
2: Manual uh, stuff that Dork, Dork Throne had been waking his ass up at 5 a.m., for years to do because back in yeah, Destiny back one it was early as hell and I was like so obsessed with the site and kinda of trying to get the, the information out there before everyone else that I was I was waking up really early. I had my laptop next to my bed. I was updating HTML and you know uploading it to the server. And you know, I I I I know front end stuff okay, but that the back end scripting and all those things is way out of my wheelhouse. So everything that not dislikes doing is just very beautiful. And
3: Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was also going to, going to add uh, for my, for my general background. Since Dork went into that. I am currently at the end of my sophomore year in college, studying computer science um, for my bachelor's um, possibly going for a master's or some kind, not sure yet, but anyway, I, I am also pursuing computer science as a career, not just as a, hobby so those intersect pretty well that's yeah where i'm coming in from
1: yeah i was gonna say dork there was one week <clears throat> where i checked the website where the fuck is her back in d1 trying to find her and the message just said i'm still trying to find him hold the fuck on or something along those lines <laughs> and, um that's when i realized oh shit somebody's doing this shit manually well yeah, I talk I to was... that dude
2: yeah i was i was I was back when I played Xbox and I would have to go in the living room, turn the Xbox one on and find him and then try to get a little bit more sleep before I went to work. So yeah, it was, it was a chore. It was also just a quirky, I was, I, I am someone who's very into cataloging and um, I like order and structure. So little projects like these, just, I can, I can follow and track this stuff for years. It's, it's meaningless, but you know, I, I like those kinds of activities. So um, I was, I was persistent, but also it sucked too because it became this thing where it's like, because I had to do it manually, there were plenty of days where I just, you know, I wouldn't get to update the site and it would be, you know, Saturday before I'd post anything. So it was wildly inconsistent sometimes.
0: But it had a cult following back then even. So yeah, yeah, I had some
2: fans. It was,
1: and I think it was the presentation of the info more than anything uh but before we move on to that uh soren why don't you give us your role with where the fuck is there
0: <laughs> yeah my role is guy who knows stuff
1: <laughs> which, right. which i that's, guess
0: that's... goes to my uh background more than anything i guess But <laughs> so that's my official title i mean really i i do you know i i help out with whatever and whenever i can um you know primarily i try and Uh, coordinate the hunt for Zer every week, because that is still something that even today is manual, since it's not in the API anymore. Uh, We have a team of, you know, over 50 people that, you know, depending on who's available on reset day, go out there and manually check all the places he can appear, so we can get the the site updated as quickly as possible. Uh, Because now it's not just, you know, end users that are uh, consuming it. There's also other websites that use our own where the fuck is our API. So we got to make sure it gets out there quick. Um, and other than that, I basically tell, uh, you know, the other technical people on the site, what they're doing wrong in my opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah. I sort of, view a lot you, of that. I mean, there's a lot of shit talking yeah, on the back end, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I sort of um, see you as like, you're kind of our technical, like director. You, you're there for oversight, <laughs> right? I mean,
0: well, I guess it goes to my background, right? I mean, <laughs> so so I guess I, I'm the old man on the team, um, which is to say I have a bachelor's in computer engineering uh, from many too many years ago, early 90s, let's say, and leave it at that. <laughs> uh, and I have a master's in computational mathematics from MIT, which is only from a few years ago. And a uh, somewhat recent uh, foray into a doctorate in uh, computer engineering focused on quantum computing. So, um, so I, I do have that background as well as sometime in between all of that education, uh, I was uh, an IT executive uh, at the largest bank in the world. So, in server arch, well, first in e-commerce and and web, and then in uh, enterprise-wide server architecture. So, uh,
1: so you're the yeah. old wizard of the team.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, or as uh, some of them call me, the neckbeard, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Dork, would you also like to talk about uh, at least one or two of the uh, other key members of the team who couldn't join us tonight? Uh, Rogue? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? um,
2: yeah, there's Rogue, who is the the front end lead. She's done the a lot of styling and front end layout for the site. Um, there's uh Oryx. I don't know, is that how you I don't think I've ever how do you guys pronounce Oryx's name? You say Oryx? Oryx?
3: I don't Oryx. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I go different, but I don't we never asked. <laughs> that's a good yeah,
2: point. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oryx, Oryx. If, if that's how I say it in my head when it I'm reading sense, it yeah. and I'm sure it's wrong, but but he's a... Uh, He's a he's a, a a a British bloke who I think the world of. He seems he's just a very uh, seems like a very kind and gentle guy who um it kind of pokes his head in and out with just like some technical um, uh, insight or oversight, and he's just sort of been a part of the core group of dudes from the beginning, and we like him a lot, and we value his insight. So he's just another kind of technical oversight part of the 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 group. I think he does I think his background I don't always speak for him, but I think his background is some kind of some kind of sort of back end engineer. Right? Yeah, he's I, the system administrator. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah,
0: he and I talk system administration all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: and I think that's pretty much it for the active group,
0: right? You, yeah.
3: Yeah. Go, goldfish pops his head in much more rarely, but I do have to say um, in DMs and in other servers he's been a huge help for me, just bouncing ideas off of for specific technical um, and hosting stuff. I don't necessarily, he's much more of a uh, I don't know, he's he has, he tells me to use things like serverless and serverless services and data stores and I'm just kind of over here writing some JavaScript, but he's really helpful in giving me some advice on where to go with technical stuff, even if he doesn't show up in the actual server that much nowadays.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. he really has a background in system administration strong. I think I'm pretty certain that's what he does professionally, so at this point in his career. <laughs> and he's very good at it.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I think it's suffice it to say we we do have a kind of a fully functional team of developers that um, kind of hit all the points, you know, that a web development project would need. Um, so I think that's very cool. We could build anything we want. We have a team of people that literally could build any fucking thing we want, and we spend a lot of energy looking for Xur. I'd love that.
0: And swearing and making
2: be, bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the brain power that is in the group for where the fuck is her is off the charts. And we don't ever just stop and say like, you know, we could probably be figuring out a way to make millions upon millions of dollars with the skill sets that we all kind of have together. And the synergy that we found, you know, was working together as a team, right? Because we, we, yeah. we collaborate quite a bit and that's a hard thing to accomplish. And I love it that we, we put all that towards this very fun, quirky passion project. Um,
3: Right,
1: so Soren mentioned the swearing a lot. Why don't you go ahead and tell us why you decided to go with the absolute foul mouth presentation you did for the website?
2: Uh, you know, this has come up quite a few times, and it, I don't really think it's that complicated. It's When I when I made the site, I was playing the game, and I was like, where the fuck is Zer? I was like, oh, I'm going to make a site called com and put them on the site. And if, you know, that, that, that all happened, I think it. I think between me saying where the fuck is her and buying the domain name, the site was launched in like 15 minutes. Like it all happened very quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, from there, I think it was just a shtick that I sort of went with. You know, I, I think having worked in advertising and in kind of very corporate controlled environments from a creative standpoint, there's something very liberating about just letting your guard down and being uh, a little vulgar from time to time in a public-facing forum like that. But with that being said, you know we've always, I especially have always made a point not to be negative or nasty, right? It's not I, I like to keep things somewhat. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a I think it's pretty clear that we we have a, a good um, sort of throttle for not getting nasty or uh, indulgent right like it's it's just a just a a place to be goofy right and the the fuck part of it's just like it's just it's just a uh, a tone I don't know
3: yeah oh yeah yeah I I actually yeah yeah mostly I would say the swearing honestly set the tone for just what we would be able to say on the site not set a precedent of like professionalism because I mean we haven't yeah I think if you go back and look at all the you know the various flavor text type stuff we put on there none of it actually really has involved that much swearing recently it's just oh we've, no, no. Yeah. we've now set up a kind of area where we can just say wherever we want and that's kind of helpful we don't have to watch ourselves with what we say or anything it's just kind of put whatever we feel like putting up there and it's Going to be fine because I mean, you know, we swear, so it's not like we really set any bars. (laughs) I am actually a little sad. There's no like band aid that there has to be swearing on the site. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I was saying that I'm a little sad that it's toned down a bit because I enjoyed just how creative some of the stuff you came up with was. (laughs) (laughs) And I I missed that it's gone.
3: (laughs) It's not necessarily gone. Yeah. It's just where we, I mean, most honestly, probably a large part of it is I've been doing a lot of the, uh, riff type stuff and my humor is much more just jokey uh riff type stuff you know like i i put up the the something about the one that i was really proud of recently was the um when you get the catalyst for outbreak perfected it becomes outbreak perfected or and that's just you know that's just more my humor style no swearing there it's not that i'm afraid of swearing it's just that's the kind of stuff i like saying
2: (laughs) yeah no and that's fair and i i think like part of it too is it, it It's it's exhausting trying to be funny once a week and like have it land right. And I don't know. I I did from time to time just get kind of just bored of always trying to be the funny guy. I like making jokes, but over time I felt like I was just milking it a little too much. But now that we have the we have the ability to update the front end from the Discord server, which allows me to feel a little more freedom to just riff and bring back some of the old like all right fuck it i'm gonna say we stand with bungie today right like there'll probably be some more of that coming down
3: down the road you could all say it kind of allowed to like you know when, when you when you come up with a riff like that but amount of time it takes to like pull up the code and edit it in you have a lot of time to reconsider
0: <laughs> yeah, or, like
3: too. You know, think- but with the Discord, it's just like, I'm going to say this. And then you put in the thing, and it says that. And you're like, cool. <laughs> and then you go about your day.
1: Yep. <laughs> hey, Soren. hmm Are you currently playing Destiny?
3: How could you tell? It was a little because cliche. I can
1: <laughs> hear your controller clacking away.
3: Can you hear, can you hear my keyboard? Is that bad? My, uh, no. Your keyboard I can't
1: hear, but his. Uh, okay. I'm hearing his trigger like right in the microphone.
3: I just wanted to double-check, because my mic is literally half a foot away from my keyboard
1: <laughs> no like 50 percent. <laughs> my of the time controller is editing. far
0: further away
1: <laughs> yeah 50 percent of the time i spend editing episodes is spent cutting out all of your clacking did you watch my live stream it's mostly removing your clacking
0: no i didn't but i should yeah
1: <laughs> just cutting out huge swaths of your audio <laughs> oof all right so dislike can you give us some some technical info on the back end of where the fuck is there? Cause you mentioned that you've done some of the automation type stuff. Uh, don't go too in depth into it, but give some of our technical savvy people. Right. Something interesting. Right, right.
3: Um, I'll throw around a whole bunch of words all at once. It's written in JavaScript using an express server. Um, using the, I believe it's handlebars, templating language. Um, and I also have a Discord library, it's just Discord JS, so that we can interact with the site from the Discord. Um I think that's all the big words that I can think of to say. We're hosting on DigitalOcean, um just a little droplet VM type thing. Um Cloudflare as like a as like a analytics, but also in case we ever get DDoS they'll help us kind of tool. Um let me think what else? I think that's all I can think of for that kind of stuff but yeah so the so for a general you know the more cooler uh easier to understand stuff that it does is um we have a little program running in the background that you know talks to Bungie's api every i think it checks every five minutes or so maybe one minute i might have changed that recently um basically checks with the api says hey Bungie, what's 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 new is there any new uh stuff in the vendors selling you know anyone selling anything different and if there is anything different it'll change some files around and then the thing you know the thing that's running the website will say oh the files changed around that means there's new stuff I'm going to update myself and then all that basically leads to every day at reset the server you know the website updates itself completely independently of us on all the new stuff that everyone's selling Um, everywhere I've made it so that if I want to, you know, like let's say a new new person, you know, like Eva Levante shows up uh, for a a week or two selling some stuff, I made it really easy to just kind of plug in some numbers to add her into the consideration without having to change the site a whole lot. And the coolest stuff that we have is what we talked about with the Discord updating the site. So the stuff that we can't automate, there's location, also the general jokey type stuff like that directly displays below his location. There's, we call it, This the our message. Um, that's always kind of the more jokey, riffy type stuff. Um, and that we can update from Discord completely automatically by just running a command in our little Discord channel that we have on our server. And that's probably one of the coolest things because it just lets us edit the stuff that we change the most without ever having to touch any code, um, which is really nice because it's touching the code and updating the site like that takes it, you know, five to ten minutes every time we want to do it, and now it's just one command away. And, and what's even more impressive is, you know,
0: um, you know, we're recording this on uh, June the 1st after uh, Zer came on uh, May 31st with no weapon, and Where the Fuck Is Zer was one of the uh, few sites out there that gracefully fought, handled the fact that Zer didn't oh, yeah. have a weapon. Yeah, he... Whereas a lot of bigger, more well-known uh, tools and sites out there just completely gave up and didn't display anything about it and didn't know what to do with the fact we he didn't have a weapon. With no, no changes yeah, yeah. or no uh, intervention from us,
3: it failed the sites, yeah, The site saw that it, he didn't have a weapon and just thought, oh, that's weird, and then displayed it anyway. It didn't yep. care. And then when it updated an hour later, it just kind of fixed itself. Um, yep. so <laughs> yep. so, yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and that is, and I. This was my goal from the start. That's good. I code saw, code, I, <laughs> I saw that you know, that right now where the site is at it was my end goal when I came in. Was that I saw you know, at the time the site had been a, uh, um, had been displaying not just their location but spiders inventory. I believe was one of them. I know there was others. Maybe the Dreaming City inventory, and then it was, and then I, I, I saw that, um, I saw those features. Um, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, this is really helpful. And then a couple of weeks later, it ended up disappearing, reverting to its old style. was like, oh, that's, that's a shame. I wonder if I could come in there and help it get it back to what it was, you know, with all the information. And I come in and you know, the the gist of it was there was just some administration squabble from before my time, whatever. But I came in and was like, you know, I can help do this. You know, how did you, how did you run the, you know, how are you getting the data before? It's like, oh, we automated it. Or, oh, we automated, we manually checked it every day. I was like, oh. Yeah, oh, that's painful. <laughs> oh, that's 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm just yeah. running around in the game. So right away I got down to figuring out Bungie's API and trying to set it up to be where it is today where we can just kind of sit back and let the site run itself <laughs> with us making changes to try and add more features where we see fit.
2: Yeah, and I I just want to add that, you know, the Discord integration to me is just trippy, right? I feel like that's something out of a sci-fi, like, book from the future where people are updating websites from their phones. But I it just the, the technical part of that to me just feels like magic. You know, I know these guys don't think it's that complicated because, you know, they understand the code that makes it happen. But from my less technical point of view, entering that command in our Discord channel and watching the front end of the website update immediately is black magic to me. It's beautiful. And it's very fascinating, you know, just from a community kind of driven project that we have that ability. It's something that I think is very cool. And when I explain it to people, they're like, oh, say what? Like that you know, it's a it's it's not something that I see happening a lot. And I think it's very, very innovative and Something I'm proud that these guys put together. It's something I think is very cool.
3: The the one feature that I realized I didn't go over, and this is not something that is used a ton right now, but it is there. Um, since we are one of the few people who actively hunt down Azure every every week, um, I know there are a couple other apps that do their own hunt style. we not that many, so we've had the thought, oh, you know, this information is pretty valuable. And people want it. We can. Bungie doesn't have it in their API. We can have our own API, so developers can ask us for that data, and not have to worry about Bungie not showing it. You know, we do it really quickly every week. You know, we normally have his location within a minute or two, because of how many people we have checking every planet. Um, Fifty-three seconds yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Within a minute, most yeah we've we've been really fast recently. We have one guy in there does some black magic stuff to get his game to load really fast, and <laughs> checks his error um anyway the uh the this is also cool. it hasn't happened yet, but I do know that the developer of the um destiny of the game subreddits bot is in there, um, and he's been meaning to I, I I think he's had some other features going for a while now that he's working on, but right now, the destiny of the I don't even know what the destiny of the game bot uses to. Um, get Xur's location, but it is not fast, and he, he, he's not a bot. It, it, that's actually not a his bot. account. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's so actually his username. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that.
0: There you yeah.
3: Go. Um, well, then he mentioned that he was going to use our API whenever he found the time to automatically push Zer's location every week, and that's something pretty cool if that ever <laughs> ends up happening.
0: Yeah. Right now, the way they they do it is the way they've always done it uh, in the Zer Mega Thread. Whoever. Post his location first. If enough people upvote it, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that's where they get it from. So mm-hmm. it just takes longer because, you know, on on our end, not just anyone can say this is where Zur is There is a a small group that you know we have some control over. So it's not just anyone in the public. It's a trusted source for us. You know, we don't have to worry about upvotes or verification or or that sort of thing. So. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: exactly well we've gone over quite a bit of technical stuff and like you gave us a little history into getting involved <clears throat> uh you never actually told us how you got how you actually got involved you said that you stepped in and did some changes but like how did you actually get in contact with dork
3: oh well at the time i it was because i had been following the site um for a little bit once i found it i, I found it relatively quickly after getting into destiny and then um, it had all these features, you know, with information that I really wanted to know as a player, and then they were taken away. Um, and I was thought that was weird. And on the website there was a Discord link. And so I just followed the link and in, into this, you know, really minimal Discord channel um that had been recently made and I just saw the guy with the green name and DM'd him saying, Hey, I I know programming, can I help? And <laughs> at that point it was just you know hey sure (laughs) there's no there's no big uh big story there i just i saw that there was a thing that i wanted to help out with the site get it back to have the data that i wanted and i knew people wanted in general so i hopped in there and asked dork the guy in the green name you know what can i do to help and then just got right right down to writing a little script that could get all that data sweet
1: seems simple what about you soren how did you get involved with dork
3: So it was actually,
0: um, right around the same time, not disliked it. I don't, I mean, there might've been a week difference between when we joined, uh, the project, but I don't remember who was first. Um, that was back when, uh, Dork was still, you know, regularly running afoul of, uh, Reddit's self-promotion, uh. (laughs) <laughs> rules and posting about the yes. website all, all the time uh, on his own uh, and, and I saw that you know and, and this is back in oh uh, October uh, of last year 2018 uh, that uh, you know I, I, I saw the post on Reddit and of course I remembered the site from back in D1 because I mean really who amongst us has not gone to Google and typed where the fuck is our <laughs> when being frustrated with not being able to find him in the tower back in the D1 days. So, you know, obviously I had seen it before and was a fan of the minimalist style. Um, and Dork had posted that, you know, if anybody wanted to help, that he was certainly looking for, uh, you know, people that w- would contribute and looking to make it more of a community project. Uh, so I just reached out to him via by by a DM on, on Discord because he hadn't yet put the Discord server together yet. Uh, that we use today at the time. So it was just a yep. a DM conversation we had back and forth uh, that first week in October. So, um, and I just gave them my background and said, look, this is what I do. You know, I've done uh, algorithm design for Destiny Tracker. I know the API, you know, I have time on my hands. Uh, so I said, you know, if, if you want my help, it's yours. <laughs> If you've got enough people already, you know, that's good too. But, and you know, you're... I love the site and how can I help? <laughs> and then, of course, later on, I realized that, oh, I could exploit this relationship and, you know, quintuple the size of my clan. So
1: oh,
3: my <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody everybody gets their back scratched. <laughs> it's good business. So, well, it grew
3: to a
2: very, I mean those you know these two guys coming together and then rogue was a similar conversation she was like hey i'm happy to pitch in um and even goldfish was a similar thing where he mentioned he had some ideas i think about hosting
3: he, he and, was in, he was incredibly helpful from a hosting standpoint early on he set us up with the yeah. the cloudflare and the the place that i ran the original very bad server script <laughs> that was going on at the time um yeah yeah Do well, and I, and I, yeah I think... <laughs> Dork was talking about using
0: WordPress in my conversation,
2: so we had to
0: we had to steer away from that you know as quickly as possible <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was kind of my first experience with like trying to think about how to launch a new thing from a technical standpoint. Um, so you know, it was great to have the technical oversight because you know. I've worked on lots of websites, but they've all just sort of existed. You know, they've been probably put together, but launching a new thing from the ground up was new territory for me.
1: Right, so Dork Throne. <clears throat> how did you get involved with Dork Throne? And <laughs> where the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. What happened to the minimalist setup? That was one of my favorite things back in D1 was just the, just the
3: text. Was.
1: Yeah, just text on a black well,
3: background. I think...
2: You know, part of that comes from I, I I have a minimalist sensibility. You know, I am a a visual artist um, historically, and I'm also someone who works in advertising. So I think I think I see the world in banner ads sometimes, and um, it worked then, but as the project started growing into a community uh, project with much more information, you know. Once we started folding in different vendors and just different, um, different approaches, you know, the minimalist idea, it, it, it's it's still there. We still are very much into, you know, we we have a kind of aesthetic then almost like a style, an unspoken kind of style guide that we adhere to, where, you know, we want to keep things as you know ad free, one no noise, no kind of ads or um outside interference to interfere with the experience of the site well and, aside from all you know, those uh
0: Solarian dollars that besides responses. from the Solarian,
2: <laughs> exactly but you know the idea too is just to keep everything you know less than a click away so that the information is right at your fingertips it's a the resource for you know when you're playing a game so it's not we're not we're not looking to generate clicks and burying things under four different layers of navigation everything's right there and in intuitive to find so that's something we talk a lot about With every decision we make with the site, so it's there. It's just evolved, I think.
3: Yeah, I I think the anecdote that I would say to that regard is: um, how do you display in a truly minimalist style the inventory data and cost of, I think, twenty different vendors who all sell at least five items at once? It kind of it becomes incompatible at a certain point. So what we did was when we got around to redesigning it, we said, okay, we can't keep it as minimal, but we're going to try and evoke minimalism in everything that we, you know, every way we can in terms of the the experience the user has using it and the, the visuals being really flat and as clean as possible. Um, and then and, and also...
0: Rogue did a lot there. Uh, you know, we don't have a ton of images on our website, but, you know, I mean, really, it's it's the map of where ZUR is and the logo, and that's really it. on on the site everything else is done in text and and in in the browser so that helps a lot
3: and Uh, we also wanted to make sure that no matter what xer's location was the the top thing you know it's you don't have to do anything to find xer's location you open up on a web browser on the desktop or on mobile with their tiny screens it's always right there first thing you see you know if you don't want the other data you don't have to see it you you get what you came for <laughs> what, what's but the more, majority of people come for the location right yeah. there at the top?
2: Yeah. yeah Zero's location is very sacred. Pretty much anytime we're talking about anything, it's like, nope, Zero's at <laughs> the top. You can't, that never moves.
3: You can't bury it. <laughs>
2: it's the name. Yeah. And, and you know, th- this is slightly related, but it hasn't happened lately. But, um, you know, there was a period there where at least once a week somebody would contact me like, hey, dude, I work in marketing. I could get some ads in the sites for you real quick and cheap. Let me know. Hit me up, and you know, you know, people are always asking. Well, I showed a guy that actually this last week I showed this site. He's like, have "You ever thought about putting ads on the site?" Jesus, why not? <laughs> um, so you know, we've we've really stayed stayed true to our you know our conviction on that one, and um, it's it's a pure website. I love it. It's clean. And it's just
0: I, I do have to throw a shout out here. So uh Geo if you really miss these you know where the fuck is Zer of Destiny 1 uh there's another site that we we share some love with called zerlock.tk um and it really just is plain text plain black text on a white background Zer is located here <laughs> and that's it
1: <laughs> See I was thinking giving us a toggle for the homepage that would just toggle over to the map, the Xero notes, <laughs> and the inventory.
2: Oh, like, like just... where the fuck is Zernos.com? Classic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly.
3: Oh. That's not oh a bad gosh, idea. Actually, I'm gonna—I might steal that. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't even have to steal it. It was going to be a feature request.
3: Yeah. <laughs> feature request. Yes,
2: we can put it put it in a ticket. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also made—you just made the status the The settings page too, which is where that could live in a very easy way, right? Just yeah. classic mode, um, Along just, that side, uh,
3: the, all the other themes. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll have to think about that. How to how to integrate that in smoothly, but that's not a yeah. There you go. Feature request received.
1: <laughs> Sweet. So, Soren, you mentioned banner ads on where the fuck is her jokingly? Yes. Uh, about the Solarian clan. So, how did Solarian Plan come to become associated with where the fuck is her?
0: So, uh, again, uh, Dork and I started talking back in October, which was um, you know right before the the Forsaken launch, really, which is when Zer's location went away, which is you know why he was posting on Reddit and why the cert, uh, the site had come back around again and become useful again. Um, same time that you know, Solarian was capping out our original clan and trying to make some decisions about where do we go in the future. You know, do we want to be a PC clan and 2? do we want to have, you know, Xbox? Although there wasn't any demand for it. Um, you know, and around the same time, one of the things that, you know, we'd all talked about on on the Zer side of things was getting, you know, the Discord out there and getting it on the website itself and linked and and when we posted on Reddit more than we should have, uh, that we should mention the discord and, you know, just invite people to join. Um, and and that happened and people were excited to come join the discord, give their feedback, talk about how much they love the site and how they used it back in D1 or how they just found it when they were searching Google and typed where the fuck is her" and couldn't believe there was a site that actually was named that. Um, and they'd ask how they could help or what they could do, and they'd stick around on there. And then they'd say, "Well, hey, who wants to run this with me, or who wants to run that with me?" So, well, of course, we put an we put an LFG channel in. But because where the fuck is Zer is, you know, aggressively cross-platform, you know, Zer is in the same place regardless of what you play on. Um, it always had to be well, you know, are you on PC? I'm on PlayStation. You on Xbox? It's like, well, okay. Um, and we talked about, well, do we want to start uh, a, a where the fuck is their clan? And I said, you know, I I, I would be, uh, my opinion on it was, I would be completely behind doing that. You know, I, I would love to see it happen and be successful, but I'm not going to join because I have a clan that I've been in since, you know, the day clans went live in D1. And I said, and we're full. I said, but if you don't want to run a clan on top of running a website, we'll be your official clan if you want. Uh, and Rogue, of course, you know, our graphic designer and, and uh, uh, you know, the only one of us that, you know, has any design sensibility. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, said had her own clan uh, that was all Xbox, uh, Art of Mayhem. Uh, so what we said was, well, since we're redesigning the Zer website, and we had just redesigned Solarian.net, we said let's just mix these two things together, and we'll be the clan uh, for Zer. I said, but you know, it, at, at that that was the point where I went to the original core clan admin team and said, look, you know, is everybody on board with this. We're we're going to grow we'll put a link on, on the Zur website and we'll endorse them on our website and, and with our players. Um, and, and, you know, they'll refer LFG people to our discord and to our site. Um, I said, but if we're going to do this, you know, we're going to do it right. Because first of all, with forsaken launching, if we're going to say, you know, here's an ad on where the fuck is zur.com that gets, you know, a tremendous amount of traffic every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Um, we're not going to want to say, oh, sorry, you play on PC. We're only an, we're only a PlayStation clan or you play on Xbox. Oh, we're only a PlayStation and PC clan. So we said, you know, we have to go cross platform. Um, and from there, I don't, that, that sort of formed the basis, the foundation of our first membership drive. It was an ad on uh, where the fuck is there during the uh, the uh the season right after forsaken so i guess that would have been season of the i don't even remember what that first black, season. Armory? Um, black armory yeah it was black armory you're right that was our first official membership drive i don't think we were quite prepared for how many people that would bring in and, and what would be entailed in in, in that um, but that was back in in january um, you know, I asked, not disliked, who was looking for uh, a clan to join on PC. You know, it's like, w- we have an old clan that we merged with years ago, uh, PC players, but it doesn't have activity in it. Would you like to admin this clan for us and, and help me out here? Um, and same thing with Rogue and the Xbox clan. It's like, you know, I don't play on PC. Uh, I don't play on Xbox. I can't really interact with those those people come join our admin team over here at the clan and, and, you know, and we'll, we'll kind of do these things with a lot of the same teams, but with, you know, but, but separately for the most part. Um, and it's just been a great relationship. I mean, so what we do now is we're on the, uh, the friends of where the fuck is their page, uh, except for during our membership drives, which are the first three weeks of each season. Uh, we were doing an ad on the home page um and that for every season until recently was where we got more than fifty percent of our new members from they would come through where the fuck is there It's only been this past season uh in the season of the drifter where um uh, you know where the fuck is er dot com got redesigned um and where Solarian was like got moved to a back page that just because of some design decisions, nothing on that page gets much traffic. Um, we we kind of realized how self-sustaining we had become. And as I I talked to you know very briefly last week or last podcast about, uh, I really think that the fact that Solarian and our website has become so self-sustaining is just because of the ongoing support from from where the fuck is her dot com. So now, you know, it, it's one of those things. If someone joins the Zer Discord and they go to the LFG channel, it sends them to the Solarian Discord. And we, uh, you know, uh, at the Solarian Discord, whenever somebody asks where Zer is, we put in the link to where the fuck is Xur.com so that it can, you know, auto expand into the metadata. Um, and of course, coming soon, we're just going to integrate the Where the fuck is Zer API into our bot Solaria. So it's sort of a, a a mutually beneficial relationship, although honestly I feel like uh, I get a lot more out of it than uh, <laughs> than than where the fuck is Zur does so um but it seems to work out well
2: i and I'd like to give a shout out just real quick to the where the fuck is Zur discord because it's a, it's it's a weird place, and I love it and oh, yeah <laughs> I like that it's kind of maintaining its autonomy is the development discord that brings in a lot of people and they kind of seems like they kind of pop in and look around they're like what the fuck is this place um and peace out but we have some dedicated people who like to stick around and engage in our quirky channels and conversations and um it's a we have a food role which doesn't get nearly as much love as it should um
0: literally people that
2: i've been
0: making Actually, now yeah. that I mentioned that, I have a bunch of food emojis that, that I'll put on. So, yeah, good.
1: Oh, God. No more celery wave. No more veggie wave.
0: Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of overlap there, really, in the teams. I mean, Dork is uh, not a clan admin, but he is a mem- he's a, an official member of our leadership. So, you know, again, we we, we always appreciate the input from uh, everyone over at Where the Fuck Is Our and, you know, I think that it's one of the best decisions we ever made uh, as a clan uh, is not only to offer to be the clan preserve, but also to bring these great people that put this site together uh, into our leadership team and let them help drive, you know, where, where our clan went and how it grew. Because, it you know, it really lined up with our, with our own philosophy about how we wanted our community to be. So yeah, it, it it's a good fit, I think, across the board.
1: All right. So Dork, everybody else has gotten a lot more airtime than you. So why don't you Well why don't you go ahead and give us some uh if you have any some funny stories about where the fuck is or either the website or about oh, these two people that have been talking line. a
2: lot. Talk about um that, please. All right. I will I will talk about the phone line, but first the one that usually comes up comes up is people that think I spoiled Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I don't know if any of you, if you know that, but it seems to pop up every once in a while on Reddit where someone's like, "Fuck you, you spoiled Star Wars. Fuck off." And I've never heard. It's this. really. Oh well. So back in D one, when The Force Awakens came out on Friday, when I was updating the site for Zer, I was going out. I was going to go see The Force Awakens that day. Um, in hindsight, it's not a funny joke, but I wrote, like, you know, what I—I I don't remember what it was. Like Zers in the Tower, Re- rest in peace, Han Solo. And that was that was the update for the day. Now, thank God, Han Solo didn't actually die in the Force Awakens, right? I didn't know that. So, but you know, had he died, I never would have been able to talk my way out of that. But uh, there's some there's some dude out there that thinks that like I did that. He did died, didn't he? Han, he died in the next movie. This was mm-hmm. pre that movie when I made that joke, which is why I'm baffled that there's some people out there that think I actually spoiled the death of Han Solo in a mo- in, for a movie where it never happened. Um, anyway, it's not that interesting, but it comes up from time to time, uh, and that's sort of the
3: Han Solo did die in The Force Awakens.
2: Well, what's the one before that where he doesn't die?
3: The the one before that was like old, like the prequels. No
2: <laughs> no 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 no. What did I say? Uh, maybe I said rest in peace, Chewbacca.
3: What was uh-huh. it? Or or like a, like the, the main guy, whatever I can't believe I can't say yeah, the I... main guy. Han Solo definitely did die in the force of the Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Skywalker. Skywalker <laughs> okay. Skywalker died in the second one or whatever. The newer latest one. Whatever happened.
2: All right, well, well, I'm getting my my timeline up. One way or the other, I didn't spoil the movie, but there's so many others very mad at me. I don't play that way. I take spoilers very seriously.
3: Yeah.
2: And I think you guys know me at this point that I would never let something like that on the site, right? Like, my editorial. Yeah. You've ranted <laughs> enough <laughs> about
3: spoilers to... Yes, you know, exactly, right? On purpose. I get
2: fucking mad about spoilers. <laughs> so, um, so the only other funny thing that I have at the top of my mind right now is... uh. uh, Soren was mentioning is the, the phone line though where the fuck is their hotline which is a own beast in and of itself that I have to deal with every week and basically what the phone line is it's a google um phone uh account that I have and I I use the pre-recorded message each week to update Zer's location and uh People can leave messages, and they do. And then I get the Google – then I get the automatic um, email transcription from Google of the messages, and they're usually pretty weird um, just because of the the, the the translation. But most people, too, just what they say is generally kind of awkward. It, it, it's a lot of people that call just to say they love the site and they love us and they think we're great. And then people just leave in – very madcap kind of ranty messages about God knows what. Um, I had one set one offer for sex from somebody And if you're listening, if you're out there, I know you called because your area code was in Louisville, Kentucky, but one guy, somebody, so a guy or girl, actually I never listened to the message. I saw the transcription, but it was like, I swear to God, I would blow you if you were here right now.
3: Um, <laughs> So that was funny. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but uh, the, I, I like the one message where it was like, it it sounded like someone had just just like finished up calling their wife or something. It was yep. like, <laughs> yeah, see you later, love you. And it's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there, like yeah, and there there
2: there are loads loads of them where I don't think people realize that it is like a, a message, like an answering machine, and they'll call and then the phone is left on, and I'll just hear. Background noise and mumbling, or
0: conversation about the <laughs> about the, yep. the outgoing message. <laughs> yep, yep. But the other thing so, that always tickles me is how many people think that they're leaving either a message for Bungie or a message for Zur himself. For,
2: yeah, yep. I so I still get those. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because you know the I think there's there's something very touching to me about the idea that people want to make a phone call to hear someone speak. And that's why like lately I've been trying to be a little bit more sane and just like give a practical update on what he's selling and where he's at rather than like more of the rants. And as I've done that way more people are calling when it's just me just saying stupid stuff, you know, people aren't listening. I don't think is is interested. So I don't know. I'm over intellectualizing it or over conceptualizing it, but you know, the, the phone message as a tool is another kind of um, thing that I want to investigate a little bit more. I think we can build on it and turn it into
3: something else down the road. We just got to figure out how.
1: And where can people find people love it. the phone number?
3: It's right on the, the homepage of the site. You just got to scroll down a little bit. Um, so in other words, to call the phone line to find the location, you
0: have to you know, go to the website where you can see the location. Uh... But of course, you can save it in your phone then. Which I got to be honest, my daughter calls every week just to get the outgoing Nice. <laughs> so.
1: I was about to say you should put the phone number directly below the map. That way, you have to look at the map oh. to get the phone number. Yeah, there's a
3: space there. That's not a bad idea.
1: <laughs> Jeez, why aren't I on the dev team? Look at all the good ideas I'm giving you
3: guys. <laughs> it's also it was also kind of the like. We had a big thing earlier. The, the original version of our site was um, had much more mixed. Like there was content, and then there was like jokey stuff right in between. And we kind of did a big, big. I don't know if you, I don't know if it's tech. We've actually ever versioned it, but we kind of did a big 2.0 update where we reorganized the homepage mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, and in the process, we took basically everything that isn't directly helpful. I know the maps are like a little bit on the edge of like helpful and jokey. I, I don't know. It's it's more a I little? think it's, yeah. <laughs> Some of them yeah, I think they kind of sometimes Paint. Oh no. no, 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 no. <laughs> they're helpful, but
0: they're yeah. right on that edge.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's both. It, it's it's a little bit helpful <laughs> at least. Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. So it's like but the the, po- the whole purpose of the redesign was to kind of put the data at the top, keep the non-data stuff at the bottom. And that way, you know, it's you don't have to scroll too far ever to find what you you know need fast. And then if you ever feel like, you know, poking around the site, then you can kind of uncover some wacky, funny or interesting stuff. That was the intention. And why it's it's lower, like, you know, it's it's more of the here's an interesting funny thing that we do that's a little bit jokey than the you know, cuz I guess the point being it's faster to open up a website than Dial a number.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. unless
3: it's saved in your phone, you know. Yeah, and also the website gives you stuff like a uh, the actual inventory right there with the perks, etc. His location. So does the phone most weeks. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but the. Yeah, but the listening versus the reading. Yeah, <laughs> but it's
0: like calling movie phone back. in the,
3: That's before your time. Never exactly. Left. That's very. That's, for, that's it's, very. Yeah, that's, time. <laughs> you just dated
1: yourself there a bit, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys wanna uh give us a little bit of information of what is coming in the future of where the fuck is are, and then we'll go ahead and move on to our next topic
3: mm-hmm. world it, domination yeah <laughs> <laughs> from a from a technical standpoint, it's hard to tell there's like a checklist that I have, but it's all non it it's I've pretty much been of coasting a little bit off of the site just doing. Everything for us. Um, the and of course be you know being in college having to worry about you know the ups and downs of you know how much effort I have to spend on that. Um, I have plans of. Um, I guess the big thing is a Discord bot. I, obviously, this won't uh, matter to the clan much because we've got our own little Solaria bot. But I'm I'm working on a Discord bot that people can add to their servers to basically it'll send a message in a channel that you tell it. Um, of where Zer is located as soon as we find him. Um, also people can just generally run the command to see where he is. Um, so that's one thing. Also, um, an actual page documenting how to use the API that we publish for his location. Um, for whenever we find him, that way people know that it's there and how to use it. Um, and then aside from that, really just whatever whims we come up with we keep having a a loose plan to make a censored version of the site because our uh, you know obviously with all the swearing we do it tends to trigger a lot of the uh, um, automated you know business uh, firewalls that workplaces put up it just says it just sees a sees swearing and just turns it off immediately and a um, lot of
0: uh, net nanny kind of
3: things too. Yeah, exactly. So so for we have a, I, and I also I just bought where the frick for yeah, that purpose. So Exactly. <laughs> uh, the idea being that we can you can go to where the frick and it'll just be the same site that we normally have except every every cuss word whatever you want to call it is just automatically censored and replaced with some silly word, something goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um stuff like that. And then really after that it's just whatever whatever we come up with
2: <laughs> yeah just, i mean you guys know i'm always like into in our discord channels like randomly on a tuesday morning like dudes i got an idea virtual mm-hmm. reality zero updates do it <laughs> let's make it happen how can we do this so you know i i, I hope we um just continue to uh, have fun and you know get weird with the site that's kind of what it's all about
0: Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, I'd like to see that virtual VRU for the phone line, um, just yes. so we can automate that somehow,
3: but still keep the the flavor that people love. That one's that was an interesting one, but definitely a challenge worth tackling.
0: Yeah. Well, the the only problem with it is that the technology exists, but almost none of it is open source or free. You you almost have to spend money to get a a, a VRU out there. So.
2: Yeah, And I would love that because I do, I would just say like kind of at the end, I I like the idea of the site maintaining some weirdness, you know, that it's, it is quirky. It is a development playground where we're not afraid to take chances and it doesn't have to be the strict cookie cutter web experience. You know, I like that it can be whatever you want it to be. And, um, you know, I like, I like weird internet.
1: All right. Well, so do you guys have any final comments um, before we move on to the TWABS? Um I I
2: I would I would just finish off with saying that, you know, I think the where the fuck is erg dudes have been an ever present weekly part of my life for a while and they are fucking sweethearts and they're good dudes. And um I'm glad I got to become friends with these guys. There you go.
0: The check is in the mail. <laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you,
3: Dork. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yes, thank you. That was very sweet.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> All
1: right. So last week, May 23rd, Bungie released their second latest TWAB. And <clears throat> in that TWAB, they announced some changes to Powerful Drops, and the raid will be released day one, and a massive overhaul to the Eververse shop. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to start off with?
3: Hmm.
0: I mean, do we want to talk about, uh, you know, just do it in the order they did it in? Uh, Yeah. The new power surge quest.
3: Yeah,
1: sure. That was the order that I had it listed. And I figured, you know, if you guys had any particular comments, if you didn't care about either of them and just wanted to focus on one, we could do that. So, yeah, let's go ahead and start with the changes to powerful drops.
0: So, well, oh, okay. Who, Who Who's starting?
1: I'm going to go ahead and go over how it's going to change real fast. So bounties that drop powerful gear from the Season of the Drifter will be capped at 700. Uh, New Power Search quest will be available for Season of Opulence instead of a set of bounties. Uh, Your quest only has to be completed once per account rather than per character. Uh, Alternate characters... After one completes the quest, will be rewarded with surge gear up to 690. Uh, bounty rewards are going to be reduced so that they're not going to be a source of powerful drops. Uh, once you hit 720, they'll be dropped even further. So I'm guessing that'll be like the uh, soft cap
3: is going to be 720 for drifter for gear. The, for the gambit bounty specifically, by the way.
1: For the Yeah, for right. gambit bounties. Normal bounties will drop normally. So, you know, if you do, uh, what's it called? the weekly planet dreaming one. city
3: for example yeah but, yeah, but, but powerful point?
0: any uh any bounty that drops powerful gear will ca- from this season will oh yeah Th- this is mostly just That's not new, when you're,
3: yeah when you're grinding in the middle of the season next next season right. gambit but gambit bounties are going to be dropping in how effective they are over time just because right. they didn't they didn't want to make everyone go back to prime if they didn't want to
1: right so how do you guys feel about that, that they're going to be kind of nerfing powerful drops? Just a little bit, because everything else is going to be fine. It's just drifter drops.
3: I think the weirdest thing about this is how they is how they put it in the TWAB, I'm going to be honest. This is always kind of an assumption that bounties are going to soft cap at a certain point. I just kind of find it weird. Maybe they just were worried that people were going to... Um, fear that these bounties were going to rule the next season as well as this season if for example you you didn't like this season that much so they just wanted to reassure people that these bounties aren't going to be defining but i just i guess i just find it weird that they announced this at all considering i don't know i don't think anyone didn't expect this
1: i think it has more to do with the overall number because there's so many different sources of powerful gear i think somebody did the math and it's like 32 drops uh-huh. Uh, if week. all the drifter yeah. stuff is included, uh, so there's a lot of ways to grind out really fast. Uh, I think they just nerfed all the drifter stuff to try to reduce the total number. Plus, some of the drifter bounties can be finished up pretty quick versus like the black armory that you know have a couple steps to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I think it was just a uh, trying to slow down the pace of growth.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you get that on one hand. And, and I completely agree with it. I think it's, you know, the right move. But on the other hand, you get those power surge, that power surge quest that every player has to do, which means things like, you know, I mean, I guess that that, that becomes the new base power. If if you're not 690, you obviously don't have the annual pass. And I, I'm not a big fan of that. I like the bounties being there. Don't get me wrong. And I think that they were great if people wanted to do them, but, you know. Some people just wanted to play the content organically.
3: Oh, I see what you mean. Like, they, you know, you liked how the the power surge bounties were optional before instead of just a a natural part of the thing. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, because it means day one, everyone's going to be 690. I mean, I already know people who are not, I mean, who are, you know, 640, 650 right now, um, who've maybe done some of the power surge bounties, but we're just, playing the the story through and whatnot and doing the the regular powerful bounty stuff um and they're just not playing right now because there's no point if i'm gonna play you know Penumbra, season of opulence whatever you want to call it um next week and the first thing i'm gonna do is gonna give me a full set of 690 gear why do i want to play this
3: yeah it's also i actually had that experience where i had a, a friend ask uh you know how he should be getting back into the game before the new season, and I said, "Well, okay, they added the zero hour stuff. That's really cool, obviously." And this guy wasn't interested in the game and stuff, so it's like, yeah. "All right, zero hour, super cool. Wait a week, you'll be six ninety and be able to do it." Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's that's fair. I I think I think um I think power search bounties or quests in general are a necessary evil. I I do get your point about it being like. Optional before and now it's basically you you can't not do it which i guess is interesting i i don't i guess that is a fair point i wonder if they'll be optional to redeem the armor or not but i guess that is something that i hadn't considered and maybe people would want to not do but i do think that just the presence of power surge at all is just a necessary evil you know people who are really low level want to participate in the new stuff
0: yeah, um, no, absolutely. Yeah. I like the way they did it
3: last season. Yeah. But this season telling everybody, before you
0: can do anything else, you gotta do this, oh, and it's gonna get you to 690.
1: Right, right away. Well, well, here's the thing. The Power Surge gear, the Power Surge quest is from um, what's his name? Benedict. And you have to do that before you can get into the Menagerie. Or, <laughs> but the Menagerie yeah. is the new content. So... You can still do black armory stuff, you can still do drifter stuff, all of that stuff without doing power surge. But if you want to go into menagerie, guess, yeah. <laughs> the six-man match made fire team event, you need to be at least six ninety.
3: Yeah. You know, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> the 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 content that the, the level that they boosted or I guess menagerie is gonna be a seven hundred at least, maybe seven ten or something. Right content. Uh and so if you were to even want to do that, then the quest. You know you would i guess you wouldn't do the power search bounty unless you wanted to get into the content if you didn't want to get into the if you didn't want to like artificially raise your light level, you wanted to do it all naturally, mm-hmm. then um you wouldn't want to get into the menagerie in the first place right um so you would be fine because you can just keep doing what you were doing before and then when you get up to menagerie level, you can go in and you won't get boosted any artificially
1: right. Maybe yeah, that, I think th- yeah. this is like uh, the Taking King in D1, where you would receive uh, what are they called the level boosts, and huh. you know you yeah. could play through on your main character all the way through to the very end, and then you have your alternate character, and you just level boost that one because who cares? You already did all the content. But I think the that's level a lot boost like was optional. Power... <laughs> yeah, but I, and that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure these power surges are optional too. You only have to do them to get into the new high level content. You don't have to do them for all of the old content.
0: Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if yeah. you want but if you want any of quests uh, or anything from the next season, they're giving you 690 gear right but out of the gate.
3: But if you were at, let's say, 650, and you didn't want to have your power level artificially boosted, you wouldn't do that content anyway. Yeah. There'd be no reason to. You're completely out leveled. Even up to 690, like maybe you know, 680, you could maybe push it. But that's like you know potentially twenty to thirty power level below the content that you'd be wanting to do, and at that point, you know I'm not sure it's like. I feel like 690 is when you would want to start the new content, and at that point you're not getting a boost.
0: Yeah, and so I also feel like it's a waste of time for people that are past
3: that. And well,
1: it'll it'll probably be something real simple, like the power surge bounties for the drifter got all of them done in like.
3: Eight I hours. I, I, them, I like, anticipate.
1: What, do- do two strikes do three public events yeah that's pretty time consuming
3: though i i think the 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 power surge bounties this season took you know an hour two hours maybe three Um, yeah and i would anticipate the quest line not extending past two i would say probably more so towards one is how long i'm talking hours how long it would take to a complete if i had to guess I, I don't see it because I mean, considering that you have to do it to, to get into the raid and they're still talking about how p- the power race is going to be a competitive thing. And if you have to spend three of those six hours doing a, a quest line, that's kind of a waste of time. And that doesn't that, you know, I don't think that's what they've set up. What we else? shall see. Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm still primate humans sure.
3: day one. Two
1: prime attunements. I love
3: that. That's a really good change, I think. I like... Prime Prime engrams are fun anyway, and they're big boosts. Um, And
1: I honestly don't know how they work. I don't know that they drop their
3: powerful... They stack? Do they stack? Yes. So it's like, basically all you need to know is that um, if you check your buffs, and if you have a buff called prime attunement, then you have a chance of dropping a prime engram. And if you don't have that buff, you do not.
0: Nope. That's not quite it.
3: Oh is it? Yeah, it, it's it's if you have the
0: prime attunement buff, you have a significantly increased oh, chance of dropping. But you can still get it without. Yeah, when I had to do to look
3: up and When does it the worked. when like, does the attunement I, buff get given to you? Is it like daily? It's
0: uh, weekly
1: the, reset.
3: No, daily reset. Yeah.
1: yeah, daily reset?
0: Daily reset is when you get it. And yeah. it lasts until your first prime engram drops.
1: Okay. So well, it basically I don't think it's to your first cuz cool. that's that's why I asked about the stack cuz I've gotten like four Prime Engram drops in one day, and I still have the buff. Like, I've never not had the buff. That's odd. I it's mean, a, it's,
0: it's per
3: character right now.
0: Well, it's so a, I think, think it's... I think
3: think you're, no, you're... He, he is right. And I do remember having the Prime Attunement buff at all hours. But it could be misremembering. I think basically it's... It's not necessarily worth digging into the specifics of how this works. It's just yeah. basically it's all we need to know is that everyone one. everyone playing this game on Tuesday is going to get two Prime Engrams real quick. Uh, and then, then it'll just go back to normal. Whatever it was before that was normal, that's going to be <laughs> what it goes back to. Yeah.
1: Well, that's <laughs> why I'm curious if it stacks higher than two, because they're saying that they're going to reset it to two charges per person.
3: And I, I got I'm wondering the, how
1: many charges do I have
3: right now. I I got the sense that it was that this it's is a special single. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just no day one, one. No one at any given time has ever had more than one prime attunement stack until Tuesday. That's what I got. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's how I interpreted it.
0: You know, I, I
3: don't. It, don't only it's a stack. It's successive. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, either way, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. don't want to like you know. It's such yeah. <laughs> it, it, into, it, it, it's, it's a, a weird today. thing. Yeah, it's a weird system. It's hard to understand, and it's really easy to understand what this is doing. We get two Prime Engrams quick, and then it's going to go back to normal. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All
1: right, so let's move on to the next bit. The Crown of Sorrow raid will be available day one at 4 p.m. Pacific of uh, the the new content. Uh, if you want to, part- to partake in the day one raid attempt, you're going to have to complete the Power Search quest and they are going to be capping players' power under each encounter for the first 24 hours of the raid. So no matter how powerful you get, you're going to be going into it at, you know, X power. The very first encounter, for example, is going to be 720. Um, 700, yes. It caps it.
0: Yeah, the whole raid caps at 700 except the last encounter.
1: Yeah, that's what
3: it was. Yeah, 720 for the last encounter.
1: How do you guys feel about that?
3: I I really like it. <laughs> I like it's, these changes that they've been doing. Oh yeah, here you go. Yeah,
0: it's int- it's interesting, you know? I mean, I I I, I want to say I like it like you, not disliked, but you know, um I want to see it in action because there are some things that they are not clear about and when I've asked directly, I'm not given direct answers. Obviously reasons, I'm sure. Um So we're being capped at 700, but the way it sounds in in all of the Schwabs and in uh, Luke Smith's announcement is that the enemy's power is not being capped or changed in any way. So it's going to be very difficult, whereas, you know, if, if your team is 710, it's not as difficult. So it is
3: 24 hours, though, so maybe it'll be just fine. If your team is 7 10, it won't be as difficult. What do you mean? Normally, it wouldn't be as difficult. Right, right. Before contest. So, yeah. And the, you know, Bungie's purpose with this obviously is to turn the race into much more of a skill competition than a RNG competition. You know, the, and also a time sync competition. You know, previously it's been, who can get the luckiest drops by sinking the most time in um, for four days before the raid drops? That's you know that's how it's that's how it went for Scourge, That's how it went for Last Wish, except more so because of the the extra week people had all the way back to forever. Um, so now this is interesting because they're making it much more you know you everyone only has six hours. You can you know before it was, I guess, much more streamer targeted. You know people who don't have anything to do other than play the game you know which is streamers or people young enough or old enough or unlucky enough to not have a job (laughs) um so that's kind of the i do like that a lot it's it's a much easier ask to get a uh you know can i have a day off versus can i have four days off um and it feels much more competitive because of that in that regard. I also, on the uh, power level cap, I think it's at least interesting. I think it's a good idea, but I guess I'll have to see. Um, the idea of capping everyone 15 below, I think on paper that's really good, because it really, you know, I guess the main effect of that is going to be you need a basic level of skill to even be able to compete. It, it completely removes RNG out of it, that's for sure of of this stuff. Um 720 I'm not convinced is going to be really easily achievable. So that's going to rely on RNG. I, as far as I can consider. Um but you know, you're always 15 below. That's you know, I like I like that challenge personally. I I I was one of the few people day one on Black Armory who had a ton of fun uh being 700 and trying to beat the first forge. Everyone else had a terrible time, but I was loving that challenge. <laughs> so, you know, People like me, I guess, who really love having that challenge and thrive in that challenging environment where you're completely outleveled—that's a good thing. But forever, you know, for people to just want to be one of the first people to do it and then not have to worry about, you know, being the first necessarily to beat it—they just want to do it in 24 hours and grind a little bit more—they're gonna get kind of uh, hurt by this. So I could I could see there being negatives. Yeah.
0: You know, I think it, it. I think it would play out much better. And again, we we really need to see how it ends up working and and what ends up happening. But just my opinion. If I I think they got it mostly right. Um, if I had to design the system, I wouldn't have made it where player power caps at seven hundred or whatever they wanted to set it at. I would have made it where all player power is locked to seven hundred. So you come in and you're five hundred something light. No, during contest oh. mode, you're playing at seven hundred yeah, that, period. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I do like that actually. And that way it completely takes RNG out of it. Because you want to make the last counter seven twenty so you can actually damage the enemies. Yeah. <laughs> um I guess I know, guess the, the yeah,
3: yeah. I guess the stance that they're trying to take is that they want RNG to still be a factor and the grind to still be a factor. They just want it to be significantly reduced than before. Which we'll have to see how it goes. Maybe, exactly. maybe they do that in the future. Maybe they just say, "All right, the challenge for day one is beat the raid, not grind before the raid and then beat the raid." Um, yeah, I guess you know. In the end, it's Bungie's decision. We can't really. It's a, it's a, it's a style thing. It's subjective. We can't say either system is any more Better right words. or wrong. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> than any other. It's just how they decide. They want the grind to matter, so they're going to do it this way.
1: Dork, you have any comments on this? Or are you not much of a raid kind of guy?
2: Um, I like the raids. And I think I might have mentioned this in the, the the last call, just that I sometimes feel a little left out of the loop. So um, I I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I think it's kind of exciting to... It's, it's, the idea is that it's opening up the day one raid experience for more people and sort of the thrill of that experience. That's kind of cool instead of
3: um i did yeah. think that you were gonna like this one overall just because of that you know not necessarily yeah. that you can participate you know it's it's still you know it still requires a time commitment during a work day but the well, right the the whole the whole purpose It'll of the changes is to... hmm. i mean 7 p.m eastern yeah that's true Th- this this is also just an issue of you know we live on a we live on a time zone world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't. You know, EU's gonna get a, really a raw deal. Yeah. But if EU gets a, if EU did didn't get a raw deal, North America would get a raw deal. Uh, it's every someone always loses. You can't win with time zones. Yeah, um, it's just kind of the you know, and Bungie's in Bungie's in West Coast, so I I guess I can't really blame them for putting it where they are. I I don't deny it sucks, but. And I'm definitely biased because I'm benefiting, but it's just kind of how it is, unfortunately. You know, <laughs> unfortunate so situation. Uh, so, George, let me ask comments? you this: Are you gonna Are you gonna pl- plan
0: on watching at least some um, of the World First attempts?
2: I might. Yeah. I mean, I it usually just depends on how my day's going or where I'm at. Um, but I don't actively avoid any of the raids and try to. There's not like a, a I don't have a mandated like blackout on any info about the raid, so I'll try to check them out.
0: So then, I, my follow-on question is: Given that you know it'll be in contest mode and a lot of people are going to be trying, are you more inclined to still watch a, a Datto or a, Gle- or one of those people? Or are you more inclined to go pull up the Solarian stream list and pick one of the you know clan members and watch that that, that team?
2: I would try it. I don't. I don't watch or follow any of the big name streamers in any capacity. I never have. It's not like a for no good reason. It's just sort of something I'm not tuned into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just because I don't. Know, I think I probably would be more inclined to watch randos from the clan than I would a superstar. You know, I think that, that would just be more entertaining to me.
3: That's just curious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. I I do think, though, that if people are expecting, hypothetically, I haven't seen this opinion shared, but if people are expecting a non-streamer to win this, I would, would, yeah, I would be very, because, you know, it definitely favors participation more, everyone gets to try, but in the end, streamers are streamers they not only get more practice but they normally become streamers because they are naturally gifted in this kind of stuff i mean you know watching some of the stuff glad pulls off i can't even fathom how he even plays a game like it seems like everything goes right for him somehow and it's just, <laughs> you know so it's i i'm still putting my money on streamers winning but i do like how you know people can people can try now it's not like you know i like i like that people can try you, you get to feel more involved even if the streamer's going to win in the end because they Get more practice, and they they're better at the game. It's just you know, it's, it's just you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I
0: put my money on esoteric Dado and math class. Mm-hmm. So they're teaming up this time.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
0: I just like uh, this. Like, glad a lot.
1: <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Dado miss Worlds the first twenty four hours for like two minutes?
3: Twenty four oh two minutes. It was so This one helps. Oh yeah, I mean it. Every time since then, he's been able to make it no problem, even competitively. Twenty four hundred two, and twenty four hundred two for the record was even a feat in and of itself. It was just unfortunately oh, yeah. wasn't twenty four hours. He was the third team to do it, right? Yep. It was like you know the. It was just unfortunate, truly unfortunate that he missed it by two minutes. It was completely incidental. There were a couple of disconnects and stuff from just you know. Un, un, I think there was a net code error or network error at some point that kicked them out. If they didn't mm-hmm. have that, then they would have made it. Um, they also just had some unfortunate misunderstanding of like the raid mechanics, which isn't an excuse, but it is unfortunate. You know, yep, still All an right. accomplishment. Just forever a uh, funny joke <laughs> to make fun of Dado with now. <laughs> right.
1: So our third topic of this twab was mm-hmm. the changes to the Eververse. Uh, I'm going to run down them real fast. Every item in the Eververse will be available for direct purchase via either Silver or Bright Dust, although most of it will be time-limited all rotating, so buy it when you can. The Bright Engram will collect contain a collection of community favorites with a focus on Best of Year 1, so you can get Spicy Ramen or the Sophie. Armor sets will be available as a bundle for an entire class. They will have locked perks, so you won't be able to pay to win to get specific perk rolls. Individual armor will be available for purchase, just like it is now. Once again, also going to be rotating. Uh, The interface has been simplified. Uh, Some things are going to be featured on the front page. Some stuff is going to be cycled weekly. Uh, What else is there? Oh, individual items will now be wrapped. So if you purchase something, it will be wrapped, and you can unwrap it to obtain it, or you can refund it as long as it's wrapped. So I guess that's so that they can uh, fix their refund policy. Do you guys have any comments on this?
3: I the only thing that I have questions about is I really like having a a level based reward. You know, every every time I level up, I get a thing. And I th- luckily for me, I didn't play much year one, so I don't have any cosmetics. So I get both new cosmetics and a chance to get good old cosmetics every time I level up. But in the future, I'm a little worried. I I would like the ability to get a cosmetic every time I level up on top of being able to purchase them directly. And it seems almost like they're trying to wait, like slowly push out uh, bright engrams almost. It's like, "Hey, you know, this time it's just going to be some uh, some greatest hits." And then what's it gonna be next season? They can't do greatest hits again.
1: Well, uh, no, it's not it's not only year one stuff. It's there will be
3: there will also be year one stuff. No, I thought it I thought it was exclusively year one stuff. That's what I got out of that. Let me let me find the fine print. Yeah, it's uh, it the, says the best of year one's engram.
1: Yeah, well, bright engram will contain a collection of community favorite legacy items with a focus on best of year one. So I guess it is just year
3: one stuff. Yeah are going to just drop your One cosmetics, and all the opulence cosmetics are going to be available by direct purchase in the shop. Which I, I should say is awesome. I love that you can purchase them instead of having them drop. I just worry that I would I would like both personally.
1: <laughs> well, I think this is going to be the first time that they're going to be they're not going to have new stuff in. Um. The way I see it, I think if they added all the best of year one stuff and opulent stuff, the loot pool would be so large, you wouldn't ever get much. So I think they split it up this way with random drops for year one stuff because you can't buy it anymore. It's year one. So it's kind of like a, uh, you know, like a Gjallarhorn moment. Like, oh shit, I finally got spicy ramen. I remember this from like a year ago when I couldn't get it.
3: It's, it's... It, uh, yeah. I, I, the only worry right now, again, I, yeah, I should say it's not, it's not a worry for this season. It's a worry for the future. I do like getting the bright engrams, and it almost seems like there's nowhere to go with them after this season. Um, and that leads me to believe that they would think about removing them. And I don't think that's the right idea because I do like the, I like getting cosmetics for levels, (laughs) especially the new ones, new ones that I don't have before, which is why I luck out this season because I get, both cosmetics that I don't have, and I get to direct purchase new cosmetics. Um, just yeah, I'm just looking forward and thinking I would like to keep getting Bride Ingram's for stuff that I don't have, and it doesn't. It you know, very, very uh, predictive. You know, not set in stone. It seems like they're kind of trying to change that. So that's my only worry. Not even that big. It's just. <laughs> Right. Sorry. Yeah, I am a big, fan,
0: you know, I'm a big fan of the um I like, you know, I don't think anybody can argue, can argue with that. Um it's not surprising with them losing Activision, but honestly, if you look at what they've shown us so far and what's been said in some of the social media channels from some of the uh, community people, the majority of direct purchase items will be available for silver. There will be some for bright dust, but the majority of it will be
1: silver. Well, the TWAB says that everything will be available for silver and bright
3: dust. No, they they clarified this later. Um, I actually don't agree with your interpretation, though, Soren. It definitely seemed from the clarification they made that they said specifically... The quote was, I think, there will be a few silver-only items in the store. The rest will be either... I think... I don't know whether it was just... Whether it was both. You could buy them with either bright or silver or whether it'll just be bright. But there are definitely um, stuff that is just silver in there.
1: Yeah, so the way that they're saying it is... This is just going off the top. I haven't seen anything new. Every new Eververse item in Season of Opulence will be available for direct purchase via silver or bright dust. So it sounds to me like there's going to be some stuff that isn't new, like the, uh, cosmetic, the, uh, weapon cosmetic or bundles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ornaments that will be silver only kind of like we have now where you spend silver, you get the ornament and you know, some, some stuff on top of that, which you can't purchase with bright stuff. You can't buy three engrams and an ornament with bright dust, I think is how that's going to work.
0: Well, I mean, their interface even shows it like, uh, the new emotes and the new, um, Some of the new ornaments are all bright dust only, but then you get like a sparrow that you can buy for either or, Uh, or, you know, as always the older weapon ornaments or the, uh, the uh, legendary sparrows, that kind of thing that are bright dustable as it were. I mean, you know, obviously they need more of a revenue stream without Activision. So it's not unexpected as long as it stays cosmetic.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. You know, That's my
0: thing. I think it's a move in the right direction. And like I said, the UI makes it <laughs> easier yeah. to
3: and yeah, you bungee and user interfaces. They're yep. just <laughs> masterclass.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think the absolute most important thing about this whole thing is that armor sets and bundles will all have locked perks. That yeah, the you. only way to get random perks is as far as I know, through engrams, so if you just purchase it directly, you're always going to get the same thing, and I think that's the number one biggest thing.
0: Well, hopefully that also means it'll be retrievable through collections. That's all I care about,
2: because we're not getting more vault space. We'll
3: have to see if they do Would, that. Yeah.
2: And let me, and please, like, feel free to shoot me down if this, is, if this doesn't make any sense. But also, like, are the perks worthwhile and useful?
0: Oh,
2: yeah, that'd be nice. Um, That's one of the things that I'm not, I'm pretty neutral on micro micro transactions and I don't hate them. But I feel like, I mean, I I play the show, the baseball game, and I buy, I'm not like a whaler or anything, but I buy, you know, virtual packs of baseball cards and love the act of opening those things up. So I will throw money at the screen for the right thing and Eververse just has never done that for me. And I get it, it's political, right? There's a lot of yays and nays to both sides of the argument. But I just do feel like with a lot of the cosmetics for the the armor, they're missing out on some opportunities to sell me some things I want to use. And like those. so I'll be curious to see how that changes.
1: I think one of the bad one of the downsides to that is if they do give it good perks so that you'll want to spend it. Then they'll run afoul, everybody going, oh, it's paid to win. Pay to you win. Know, you yep, spend the exactly. money and you're guaranteed good perks versus everybody else who doesn't have the money has to randomly hope for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So they have to just do kind of middle-of-the-road perks, which is why you get things like uh, sidearm loader and uh, special stability or energy stability, which is what's on my yeah. hunter arms. You know, just like kind of meh perks. Right.
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a terrible problem to have, right? Because I look at that like, what's the point? But Mm. I'm sure for people who like the collection aspect of it, they're like, yeah, fine, a little Mm -hmm. better than not having it. So I'll I'll like to have that. All
1: right, let's move on to this week's swab then, the May thirtieth. a cool one, May, yeah, May. (laughs) Uh, so it's been announced that season of opulence will be bringing us the menagerie and the chalice. The Menagerie is going to be a six-man match-made activity. It's going to be end game. The Chalice is an item that you will be able to slot runes into to then play the Menagerie. And depending on what runes you get, you have rewards. And rewards are tied into actually what runes you put in. As in, one rune controls what drops. Two of them control the perks. And they're not telling us what the hell does what. We have to figure it out ourselves.
0: They're bringing back the easy bake oven.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, What do you guys think of this?
0: I love it. I mean, I think that's great because it is deterministic at some point. (laughs) You know, you can, like in the example they gave, if you know the formula, you know full well you're getting the sniper rifle with the perk you wanted on it.
1: Yeah, so the one that they gave us was uh, if you put in a Rune of Jubilation, any red rune, and any purple rune, you will get a beloved, that's the name of the sniper rifle, the beloved sniper rifle with a Handling Masterwork trait. Yep. Set that in and you will always get that. It's kind of like uh, the Black Armory what's its bounties, except you also get to control the perks and masterwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's
0: it's a step in the right direction. Because it doesn't completely remove RNG, and we still have to play around and figure out all the combinations, just like we did with the Easy Bake Oven.
1: Yeah, and somebody did the math, and it's something either like 260 different combinations or like 1,400 different combinations. Yep. So keep an eye on Reddit. I'm sure somebody's going to be keeping track of a spreadsheet.
3: I think the the one thing to keep in mind on this one is it's deterministic in terms of the weapons, but the runes that you get is still RNG, right?
0: So, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah.
3: great. It is. Yes, yeah, so I I I was thinking you. Yeah, okay. I I think that it. I think that when we get into the season, we'll find that there are some people who like they are upset about having to grind for gambit weapons. Now they're upset about having to grind for specific runes. Now or then. Yeah. You know, like I want this weapon with this drop, so I'm going to grind for this specific room until I get it. And that's honestly going to be worse than right now. You think so? Uh, I think nothing... so. There's How many runes are there? It's like there's
1: 16. nothing here that says that the runes are consumed. I think they, it's... I
3: would I would there I have no I yeah. the, the the presence of a way to earn them implies that to me, they are going to be consumed. Yeah. Like, it's, and specifically how frequently they are earned. If it would like do this specific thing that's kind of hard and get a rune, then that, I would be like, okay, they're not consumed then. You, know, you just have a collection and you can choose which one to use. But you get them from doing strikes, from doing events, from doing basically everything in the game. They're going to yeah. be dropping like hotcakes. If they were not consumed. You would have them all in an hour or two.
1: Okay, yeah, it says here that you choose which upgrades you can unlock. One of the upgrades allows you to earn more runes or more types of runes.
0: Yeah, more mm-hmm. rune variety, yep. But that's that's an upgrade to your oven, your chalice, whatever. Yes,
1: yeah, so yeah. your chalice itself is upgradable.
3: Right. I th- I think the it's going to be worse for people who say, I want this weapon with these perks. It's. I mean, okay, actually... I take that back, because it's actually better because before it was... I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking not only from a, the perspective of, you know, how I would like it, but also from the perspective of what people are going to be mad at in a month. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I could see this being the point of contention, where you're not grinding for a weapon to drop, you're grinding for a rune to drop, the specific rune that you need. And there are... Uh, hold on, let me... I mean, I don't know the number. I assume I think it was like 16.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's in the book. Yeah.
3: It's there's hold on, I found it. 4 it's 12 actually. Okay. A, a one in 12 chance to get the room that you need every time you get a room to drop. It's not very high. And so I I see this I see this being the thing that people are going to be grinding one of the things for
2: they'll bitch about. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, at least you know, there's always one thing. I, I guess one. this season had more than a I, I think there's a, I think there's a very core, a few core problems that always, fall oh, out yeah. of the season, and I think this is going to be one of them, at least in terms of, um, people complaining. But uh, anyway, I I just like trying to analyze what you know how this is going to play out. Um, I think as act, I, I do think it's a good system, and it's and it helps a lot when you, um, are just going for whatever you whatever gun you can make with the stuff you have that looks cool. Yep. I think that's the best oh, way to. Works well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and then... And then... What's up? I was going to say, the issue that I
1: see potentially happening with this would be the same that we had with House of Wolves. The way I see this is going to go is, for the first two, three, four weeks, people are going to be trying all sorts of combinations. Some stuff is going to take off. You know, someone's going to figure out this cool combination with a good perk and a good weapon and good stats. And then eventually, about four weeks down the line, we're going to know what the best weapon with the best perk is. And we're going to know exactly how to get it. It's going to be infinitely repeatable for everybody. And we're going to have the whole House of Wolves perk rerolling situation where you would just press X to God roll. And then the meta's going to completely stale out because everyone's going to have the absolute best weapon. Because you just slot in the things and do one activity. And That's, I see yeah. that being a problem. That's fair. Um,
0: yeah, well, I don't know I, that it's going to be quite the same thing, but but I see what you're coming
1: from. If there's going to be a shotgun, and it has decent stats, somebody's going to figure out what the best perk is, where the slide <laughs> shot and range finder perk for that shotgun is, and then PvP is going to be everybody having that shotgun. Everybody. Because everybody can get it easily. There's no rolling involved.
0: Well, I mean, you still have to get the off.
1: Right, you still have to get the runes, but once you get the runes, you have the gun. There's no, there's no. Oh, I, I'm, I'm on my eighth Dust Rock Blues, and everything I get is Icarus and the whatever the Guerrilla Warfare.
3: I, yeah, I,
0: but the more, uh, the more specialized you want to be able to pick the perks, the more runes you're required to put into.
3: I, I was gonna say I, it also depends on exactly how deterministic this is because it it could be you get to design your weapon down to the perks or it Mm -hmm. could be you get to pick one perk and a masterwork and remember there's not only that extra perk that is very influential in normal gameplay but there's those um two other perks that are normally selectable of two or three that are more or yeah um yeah but they're they matter too, so you can still optimize for those. They're not as influential, but they do matter. I think that'll be I think I don't think Bungie's gonna make it a perfect design a gun system. I think it's gonna be you can give it a perk and a masterwork and then that'll be all you can do. And then people will still need to grind for the best roll out of that, which is gonna create some, you know, RNG to make the grind longer. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, you are right though that it is going to make god rolls easier to come by.
1: Uh, it says here each rune affects what you receive and some of its properties depending on how you slot them. Now we know you won't be able to change the archetype because that's on the back end. You cannot change the archetype of a gun. You can't change its presumably you can't change any of its baseline stats because once again that's all on the back end. So the only thing's available would be perks. And masterwork.
3: There, there right. are yeah, and the there are the four perks that are you can roll, and then the one masterwork.
1: Right. So the, we have three slots on the chalice. Presumably, one of them determines the weapon. One of them determines the masterwork, and that leaves the third one, which is probably, like you said, like the final perk.
0: Well, but we also don't know how upgraded that. I mean, that chalice. is... So. Yeah. I I, th-
3: I think at this point it's getting more into like. I don't think this is a given at all, really, that yeah. this is how the rune system works.
1: This is speculation. Yeah. But this is a speculation episode. Two weeks from now we're well, gonna okay. do the actual <laughs> reaction
3: episode. I I don't see it going that way necessarily. I, I guess I guess in the end I just don't know. And it'd also be interesting to see how the heroic plays into this, because remember that that's yes. a thing. Right. Um is that going to influence um which guns you can generate, and how will that work, because it's not like you're given more rune options, it's just gonna be a, you know, you do heroic yeah. or regular and it's gonna change some runes stuff. maybe? Maybe, I don't know, it's maybe, I don't know it, it. I think I'm gonna give Bungie the benefit of the doubt and assume that they've thought of all this about the whole build-a-gun problem and the whole grinding for specific rune problem and probably have steps to mitigate this in there so that it's still gonna require RNG in the gun generation. You can't just build a gun, and it's probably not gonna be that hard to get all the runes you want. I mean, they've obviously put them all everywhere. Really, <laughs> you get one for doing pretty much everything in the game.
2: Yeah, if there's a system in place that allows me to grind out guns. I'm all aboard because you know, I kind of what I liked about the forges is that it gave me it gave me a carrot to follow, and I really get into those kinds of pursuits. I feel like Destiny kind of doesn't have a lot of that for me these days. Um, so, even if it is like a God roll case, I will chase the God roll. And as a more or less like casual these days, I uh, you know that that hunt for me it can be significant. So I'm into it. I don't know, I don't even know if that made sense, but
0: <laughs> no, it did. Absolutely, right. no, it did. It's sort of the same way I feel. I think it's a good. Uh... A good system. I just hope they do a good job. I I just love that we're getting the uh,
3: the oven back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cause that's another reason I'm excited. Is because I love the oven.
3: Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing about the oven was still that you could masterwork it. The concept of masterworking an oven was just ridiculous to me. <laughs> <laughs> so any anything that involves masterworking a crafting system, I'm on board for. I want to masterwork oven <laughs>
1: Alright, so final topic and then we can call it a night, because we've been here for a while. A lot longer than we expected. Well, uh pinnacle
3: weapons. Yes. There uh, is a little bit more after this with the buffs, just yeah. So you remember. There were buffs?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were buffs.
3: Yeah, a few. <laughs> Not that know. many. They're pretty interesting though.
1: Um, and they
3: nerf fusion rifles, so yeah.
1: Oh, I meant I meant all mine. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Uh, So, three pinnacle weapons. Vanguard is going to be the Wendigo GL3. It has a unique perk, explosive light. Picking up an orb of light increases the next grenades, blast, radius, and damage. This is each uh, orb of light you pick up increases the damage for one shot up to six. So it's yep. uh, Ace of Spades Memento Mori for a grenade launcher.
0: Except each uh, orb you pick up gives you one bullet. Yes. Oh, it's Memento Mori.
1: Crucible has the revoker. It is a kinetic aggressive sniper rifle. So the three rounds in the mag archetype, very low zoom scope, and it has reversal of fortune. If you miss a shot, the bullet will be returned after a short duration. Uh, yeah, it has a custom low zoom ambush SLH 25. It's going to be awesome. Achieving so, it. Icebreaker. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. Icebreaker kind of, but you need ammo to start off with. Right <laughs> acquiring it will require you to earn thirty five hundred total glory points. losing matches will not lose towards your will not count against your total uh it's just you have to rack up thirty five hundred so you don't have to reach twenty one hundred uh rank anymore in fact, conceivably you can do the whole thing with an end at zero if you just win then lose win then lose, and so on yep. Uh, last one is Hush. It's a combat bow. Hit fire precision hits grant a massive draw speed bonus for a short time, so it's like archer's tempo but faster. What do you guys think of all three of them? Specifically, the uh, change to glory points for the Crucible.
0: Well, it's not a change to glory points. It's just a change, or, or it's just the way you earn this weapon.
1: Yeah, it's a change to the glory points requirement from achieving twenty one hundred rank to just accumulating thirty five hundred.
3: I think that's great because it puts it in more people's hands. I actually did manage to I didn't think I would ever do it but I did manage to earn all the the previous um guns that required fabled and I got to say that that was a fun grind but I can respect Bungie's decision to make this um uh, less less of a skill check. Especially yes. with guns. I've always been of the mind and I know that I'm I'm this isn't necessarily a a a guarantee the best way to do it but it is my opinion that Skill checks should only skill PvP skill checks should only result in cosmetics. It's how like, you know, the League of Legends system, they yeah. uh they, you know, you rank up really far and when you get to the top tier you get a cool border in the loading screen and a skin. You know, the the achievement is the rank, not the thing you get from it. And that's how it, it should be, really, in my mind. So them taking away an actual gun drop with gameplay consequences from a skill check is in my mind a good thing. And uh segueing off of that into the guns, I think they're all bad. I'm gonna be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I think I, I I am not I do not see a single gun in here that I think that's gonna be good. Uh the only one with potential in my eyes is the bow. And it entirely depends on the numbers. I, I if they crank the numbers up high enough, the bow could be a pretty good niche DPS gun. Yeah, but it's got to be hip fired. Um, yes,
1: but yeah, even but with if the you hit shoot fire, like a yellow bar knight, you know you can get like three shots in them real fast.
3: Yeah, and it, it depends on how fast the draw speed increases. Again, that's it's the only thing. That's the basis of my entire idea. If the draw speed is decreased so low that you can fire it as fast as like a scout rifle, then bows have not bad DPS. You might be able to do some DPS with that thing. I'm not sure it would be necessarily meta, but it's at least not useless which i kind of consider the other guns to be <laughs> okay let me put it this way though which rather they
0: go with the last few seasons where they release something that's horribly overpowered only some people can get it and they end up having to nerf it
3: um i would say i would rather have especially now that they've fixed the skill check requirement yeah. I would rather them introduced, maybe not necessarily to the level of for example, Recluse and Lunas. Obviously Lunas and not, not forgotten are in their own category. Recluse is one of those guns that I consider to be good but not the best. It's really strong, but it's not yeah. a guarantee that you should use it. It's it has a niche. And I think that's that's a good general design for all this stuff is you know, you give it a niche and it's the best in that niche. Yeah. Um, the problem is none of these guns. Are, the, the their their niches are either too small or their effectiveness in those niches are too low. Especially with these, and also just historically with the other non-crucible pinnacle weapons, I've felt this way. The um,
1: word niche has ceased to
3: have any meaning. What about the sniper, though? Um, the the sniper, I think, is probably one of the most promising out of the bunch. But even that, it's it's forget. I, I mean, OK, this is really, uh, really a Reddit kind of thought from me, but, but it's <laughs> it's only going to benefit the people who can't snipe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and I look at oh, all this stuff is like you're a console pl- or a PC player. That's- it I it guess that's, that's fair. Yeah. A
0: lot more. Blue, you know, <laughs> makes even the best
3: sniper miss. Even still, though it's it's it only gives you one ammo back at any given time. You can only miss one shot. Right. That's not that nice to have. It's I would much rather have I would okay I would rather have a sniper with a bigger ammo capacity, a bigger mag size than this sniper, because it's you know it, it's going to be effectively the same thing anyway. So
0: I would argue that the power in the sniper is not in the. Pro- I would argue the power of the sniper is
3: archetype and the uh, and the uh, what do you call it? The scope. Uh, scope. Yeah, combo. This I might it. be true. I can't, I can't anticipate this. It might be strong in isolation of its perk but all the other pinnacle weapons have been strong because of their perk. Right. And I I would rather I guess if it's good because of the archetype that's a good thing as compared to not being good at all but I would in general rather that pinnacle weapons be good because of the perks in a niche situation. Then... Yeah.
0: But isn't this the only one in this archetype with that scope?
1: Yes. This is the only high impact that has a low zoom. Yeah. The Tatara gaze has a very high zoom. Right. And I can't think of any other high impact that people are using all the time aside from Tatara. Oh um the Leviathan Sniper, which also has fairly high zoom. And it's also got snapshot too, don't forget. This new yeah. one. So Revoker's going to have Snapshot. It, basically, it's going to be... A lot of people are using the high-impact snipers because they kind of have to. They do like 151 to the body or like 146. They do a lot of damage. Yeah. And team shots, it's very good. But there are no low-zoom snipers, so they're really hard to use. This new Pinnacle one is going to be a low-zoom. So you'll be able to use it in a lot more situations. Team shooting is going to be a lot easier. And the perk is going to be a lot more forgiving. So if you do miss up, and you do miss, you know, one shot, uh, maybe you can take the second shot, you only get one shot back, that's okay, it's better than losing all of them, and your buddy can still clean up.
0: And it's a kinetic, too, that's another thing.
1: Yeah, it's a kinetic, so you'll be able to run Recluse with it. Yeah. Recluse and Revoker. It's going to be, I, I'm already calling that as the new meta. Yeah. It's going to be the new uh, last word, or what was the last word? Yeah, last word in Thousand Yard Stare.
3: Yep. Yeah. Is, oh, this, my. it's also funny that you bring up the uh, last word though, because um, the PC meta right now is uh, obviously very different than console. Yeah. Um, it, I so it's going to be interesting because I think one of the new metas after Luna, Lunas Howl, and Not Forgotten are gone is going to be the last word sniper, just like in D one. Yep. Um, except you can't use revoker with the last word, right? So it's going to be some other thing. But I've already seen some people using this this build right now, and it's very effective. The last word is good because of the rate of fire, and that's it. The hip fire perk is yeah. cool, but it's it it can three tap to the head, and it's the highest rate of fire out of any hand cannon. Um, that's how
0: it was in D one. I mean, it was never about the hip fire; it was rate of fire.
3: Well, according to
1: Nonlinear Pine, who is the person formerly known as Nonlinear Pine, currently known as Stubborn Oak. <laughs> Stubborn Oak, yeah. <laughs> uh, Luna's how and Not Forgotten aren't getting nerfed; they're getting buffed. He actually believes that they're going to be even better than they are now.
3: Hmm. I need to see it. I don't. Yeah. I don't believe that, but I do give <laughs> credit that he that he's he knows more than me. So yeah. <laughs> he,
1: he said specifically that uh, it's going to be easier to get kills with because the perk, I mean, they're getting rid of the head headshot damage buff, but the perk still procs on body shots, so it actually makes it more forgiving to land hits. And the decrease in rate of fire should come with an increase in damage, which will make uh, team shooting even better than it is now. So yeah, he he sees it as just being an overall buff. It's going to be easier to use and kill even faster than it currently is.
3: I'll hmm. have to, I'll have to see. I I yeah. can't I can't say he's wrong because he knows more than me. So I just want to wait and see.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, stubborn oak is one of our fifty five hundred max, uh, comp. Just, well,
0: just he's like gone. one of our
3: only crucible. I made so. it to twenty. I made it to twenty three hundred this season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should we go over the buffs and then call it a night?
3: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Alright, so fusion rifles and a rare twist to Bungie's normal logic. <laughs> got a buff. Uh high impact PvE damage has been increased by 30%, precision archetype by 44%, adaptive archetype by 44%, and rapid fire by 47%. Some of the exotic fusion rifles did receive minor adjustments because of inheritance from legendary counterparts, but none of them received more than a 5% buff. So Telesto, Jotun, and
3: Merciless.
0: Can't wait for that Telesto or that Jotun buff. Woohoo.
3: <laughs> and it, just to clarify, in case people missed it earlier, these are just PVE. PVPs. Yes, these are unaffected. just PVE.
1: And, uh, no, screw any changes to Jotun because I still don't fucking have the thing. <laughs> Storm and Stress, max overcharge rounds increased to 99. This is for Drong of the <laughs> Sturm and Drong combo. So, yeah. kills with the Sidearm, increases Sturm's or gives you buffed shots in Sturm up to a cap of 99.
0: It's, it's so silly. <laughs>
1: I mean, again, I plus it so the much.
0: overall overcharge damage is
1: I mean, it's double. Yep they over they increase the overcharge damage in PVE by one hundred percent. So running Sturm and Drang in PVE should be a shit ton of fun now.
3: Should be the equivalent to the Allerhorn. I love I love this change so much. It's not. I'm not convinced it's going to become meta, because you do have to go on quite a killing spree with Drang in order to stack up Sturms bullets to be that high. Yeah. Oh yeah. But just the fun of going on that killing spree and then not reloading for about five minutes is like yeah. <laughs> really entertaining to me. Um and I'm not there will, convinced you good, go on.
1: Well there will also be a new version of Drong available in a season of opulence. So yep. you don't have to use the one you currently have. There might be a new one out that maybe is better. We'll see.
3: Probably yeah. has random rolls.
1: Probably. Aside from its set
3: perk. I don't think oh yeah, right. The one the one perk it does have. Yeah, that has to go with a uh, Sturm. Oh.
1: Yeah, uh Storm and Stress.
3: Let me double check something. Well
1: while oh, you're right. double
3: checking that, I'm moving. Talk on. about swords. Ignore yes. me. Ignore me. Yep.
1: Never mind. Yep, we're going to swords. Ammo capacity increased to a max of seventy, starting ammo increased by ten. Black talon cost increased from three to four to use its ground and aerial projectile attacks. Adaptive frame, ground uppercut, not in-air uppercut, ammo cost increased from 3 to 4. Aggressive frame, uh, now lunge at targets with their aerial light attacks. Light attacks consolidated into a single damage event, I guess they were doing like double damage hits before. Uh, Slam attack, also into a single damage event, and the slam attack ammo cost has been increased from 3 to 4. Lightweight frames have had their damage tuned. The ground light attack has been increased by 17%. Aerial light attack decreased by 21%, so don't go jump spamming your light attacks. Ground dash attack increased by 87%. Holy shit. Aerial dash attack increased by 78%. No ammo, aerial light attack decreased by 49%, and all other no ammo attacks decreased by 15 So. Uh, Heavy attacks got a massive buff, light attacks got a slight buff, no ammo attacks got nerfed, and the ground dash attack, so the ground heavy, increased from 2 to 3. So they just adjusted swords a bit. The
0: only way that these changes to swords make sense to me is if we're getting at least one exotic sword from D1 back this season. Probably Dark Drinker.
1: The things that they said is they increased ammo capacity and the cost of heavy attacks to encourage mixing in light attacks to get the most out of them instead of just repeatedly using heavy. Yeah, whatever. Is what they said.
3: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm glad that they're changing swords, but in my opinion, this is not what they should be doing to them. Yeah. I think what they really should do is maybe even rein in the DPS a little bit, because there's a lot of DPS. Um, with the heavy attack. Maybe this is fine. I think the main attack needs an AoE. And I don't know why it doesn't have one. Um, I've never thought when I go up against a horde of enemies right now is when I should be using my sword. Um, And this is just in in my mental game balance idea, swords should ideally be basically the best at everything at the cost of having to be immediately in the enemy's face to use it. You know, so it, if you go up against a horde of Thralls, you could cleave them all down really fast. If you go up against a, a couple majors, you can cleave them with a heavy attack really easily. The danger being, if you get overrun or overpowered, it, you're way more vulnerable than if you could do it at a distance with a um, an LMG. And so it feels weird when they change this. It basically adds up to, like, we're trying to make you use light attack more. But the problem is that I still don't want to use light attack. <laughs> Yep, it's so slow at killing enemies. It's like one, two, three over a second. Three enemies over a second. I can wipe out a like seven of them in a second with an auto rifle, and that's a that's a primary ammo weapon.
1: Well, I it's think all... that's why they increase the ammo and the damage is so that yeah, it's you're not going to use it against thrall, but you wouldn't use a rocket launcher against thrall either, unless it's a fuckload of thrall. This is more for like. Yellow bars, you know, the kind of thing where you would bust out your rocket launcher or your machine gun to take down that uh, resilient Minotaur. Uh, you can use your sword now, get a bit more ammo out of the light attack, and, you know, not have to worry so much about running out of ammo.
3: I do like that ammo change, though. That is a good thing. I, the swords, cause swords should go a long time. They, they, they're not that great at anything else. They're good at DPS, I guess. I think they're actually pretty... Not a lot of people give them enough credit for how good they are at DPS. It's just kind of a, it's it's a little bit of a waste of a slot. Yes, but I think, but they're really good at it.
1: I think the swords thing is another Galahorn thing where Dark Drinker and Rayslighter were so good in D one mm-hmm. that they don't want something that good coming back again. Because I mean, the absolute best way for a while there. To finish Axis, the final boss of Wrath of the Machine was six people spamming Dark Drinker. Spin to win. Uh it was the single highest damage attack for a long time. Uh, I think they just Because fought.
0: it was a a hybrid walker slash Archon captain. So it had six points you could attack on it.
1: Well, I think and you could only Dark hit Drinker four. you'd spin around. Yeah,
0: you, you couldn't hit all six, but you could hit up to up to four. With a single swing, if you did the right. AOE attack, so
1: yeah, and that was that was one of the best ways. The other two were uh, black spindle and uh, cluster bomb, cluster bomb rockets.
0: Yep. So you know, the other thing they did touch on briefly is much like Drang, the class-specific sword coming back in Season of Opulence with new perks and a new form. Oh, they actually said that?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, it's at the bottom.
0: The titan sword, the the warlock sword, and the hunter sword.
1: Mm -hmm. And there's a picture. Yep. Oh, hey, there it is. Lightweight and aggressive swords are getting the same treatment, but it's only lightweight and aggressive.
0: It's those three.
1: (laughs) I think they're leaving the warlocks out, and I'm happy for it. Right. Warlocks are in there. I mean. Well, they're in the picture. They're not in the uh, statement, though. Oh, well, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that uh warlocks got left out on this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we want to
0: touch
3: on the last couple of uh, things? There's just then? a couple. I-, I was actually looking at this. The the, the only thing you UI worth mentioning.
0: I think is big.
3: Yeah. The-, the main things worth mentioning are there are a couple of good bug fixes in here. Um, are you
1: eating while we were recording?
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe a <laughs> little bit.
1: Yeah, I can hear it.
3: I'm sorry. I'm done. Um, the main the main uh the main bug fixes that are important to note. Um fun one is the the toast emote from the I think it was the raids. Spire stars. Yeah, Spyro Stars. Um that one now is endless instead of coming to an end, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Super fun. Um you can no longer win Crucible matches after the time has expired. That was a bug that I knew a lot of people were having annoyances with. That's gone.
1: I've never um, heard of that one.
3: Oh yeah, it, it's you basically just the time goes up and it's like, oh cool, we won, and then someone gets a double kill and now you've lost. And <laughs> it's like after the buzzer, so it shouldn't count, but it did anyway. It's not a it's not a fun thing, and so I'm glad they fixed it. Um, but anyway, the they also fixed the apply bug that's haunted everyone forever.
0: Yes, All thank it.
3: God. <laughs> that's a really solid one. Um, the rest are just kind of small details that. Are nice but not super worth mentioning
0: well all right and they're moving pursuits from the character screen to the uh director i don't know if i like that or not their logic is sound it is and, and you know it's one of those things i'm an old dog i don't like new tricks <laughs> yeah. i have muscle memory on how to get to my pursuits. i
3: don't want to change that i think they should have put it uh not all the way at the left but instead like uh i guess they wouldn't want to put it in between any of the menus because that would disrupt uh, muscle memory a lot more than where they put it now but i think it makes more sense to be next to destinations than map following the logic they used as to why they put it in the the director in the first place but i understand not wanting to throw everyone's muscle memory out the door
1: yeah (laughs) and from the way that they say it, I think what they're going for is you can look at your pursuits while you're in the director and choose what planet you're going to, where right now you'll be in the director and then you have to open your inventory and then move over one page to look at it, whereas the new system, you'll be there, you just move over once. It It's cutting out one menu versus being on the planet where it'll be faster to go to your inventory than pursuits. So this is more of a, we want you to pre-plan it versus, oh, I'm here. What is there for me to do here? Type thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always just use Destiny. It does. I always just use Destiny Item Manager. BreakTech.org to look at my pursuits anyway. So,
1: oh, so on, worried, I guess that won't change that much. Planning.
0: Yeah. Well, because that was the way. If I needed to do, that's what I'd do.
1: Dorkthrone, do you have any comments on any of this?
2: Um, no. <laughs> To be honest, I'm I'm kind of zoning out. But I uh, I hope they make swords awesome because I hate swords. I've always wanted to make have fun with swords. And
0: were swords fun for you in D1?
2: Yeah, they were. I I there there's a part of it where I don't want to believe in them. I don't think these outer space <laughs> warlocks and marine soldier types should be sticking around with sword or swords and Bows, it just did a disconnect, but they're fun. I like the sort of tactile feedback from them. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: The thing that curious. gets me about swords here's a little mini rant for you guys. <laughs> Wouldn't be Why a, a fuck podcast. do they have one. ammunition? Yeah. I, I was trying they're to show my wife, back in D1, I was trying to show my wife my awesome exotic sword. I had lighter. I'd just gotten Rayslider for the first time. Hey babe, come look at this. I'm gonna show you this thing. I do a flaming uppercut. Oh wait, no, hold on. I have to go get some ammo for my sword. And she just fucking lost it. Just like it makes no sense.
0: Reload your sword.
3: (laughs) Good old good old because video game. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Can't can't have it any other way. Yep. No one would use anything else. It's it's it'd literally be the whisper problem. (laughs) Yep. Or they
0: have to be so weak they'd be, you know. Useless. (laughs) Useless. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, remember that the Titan sword back in year one that gave you ammo on heavy attacks, uh, yeah. which also worked when you didn't have any ammo to begin with. So you could literally go from zero and start increasing your ammo count. Yep. <laughs> and they ended up having to fix that. Yeah, that was fun.
3: <laughs> Infinite
0: ammo. <laughs> um, well, I want to hear anything else from Dork, but there is one other thing that was important that we need to uh, throw on there was a, uh, a public service announcement.
1: God. Please don't ever say that on my podcast again.
0: No, it's <laughs> great. What are you talking about? It was a, it was a Where the Fuck is Zerpug? We have a public service announcement. <laughs> on, on the site, yeah.
1: Okay, so what is this public service announcement?
0: Uh, do not keep any, any uh, gambit bounties. Dailies, weeklies, primes, nothing from this season. past reset on any character. Because there is a bug it will tamp down your next two Infamy upgrade boards to 700 at mm. at most.
2: We should put that on the actual public service. Oh, you're right. Right. Yeah, I know. Hey, you're right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so if one of you would like to take the lead on that, go for it. I'm typing it right now.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, very important.
1: All right, so Dork, do you have any uh, closing statements? Any? We didn't really get to uh, have you weigh in for the uh, twelve bits, a whole lot. Anything you want to oh, say?
2: No, no. I'm. I'm actually. I, I. think I would just say I'm actually looking forward to what's coming down the the, the pipeline in Destiny. I'm getting kind of hyped up. I'm not. I. I think it's gonna bring me back in, and I can't wait to see what it's all about. Other than that, I don't have anything super specific, but I'm looking forward to it.
3: It's also exciting because of that. Uh. That new chapter reveal on June sixth. Um, the sixth, yeah. Can't wait. To that. See that.
1: we're gonna have that drop, and then the following week we're gonna do our podcast. So everybody's <sighs> gonna already have talked it all to death. Yay. I hope I
3: can. I hope I can come to that one. That's when I actually wanna.
1: <laughs> That's when you wanna discuss.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're not. You're not invited. <laughs>
1: oh. <sighs> one of the fun of times about a rotating cast. Sometimes you might just get bumped off for somebody who hasn't been on in a month.
3: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. Soren, Just Dislike, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your history. And thanks for giving us so much info about where the fuck is her.
0: Yeah, and sure. so many members uh, for our uh, plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. thanks. It was fun to talk with you guys.
1: Yeah. That's great. So we'll see you guys in two weeks when we discuss the new season pass that's coming out. No, that's pure speculation. But uh, <laughs> we will see you guys in two weeks. Thanks.